Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Okay. When we last left off, we, uh, or you guys, had successfully deceived the goblins into taking your false job, meeting them on the tradeway. Uh, the negotiations were short, for lack of a better word, and uh, it ended in bloodshed. But, you know, you, you're solid, your plan was solid, and it went a bit south, so you had to improvise and start killing, but that was fine. Uh, unfortunately, when you got back to Russellton, you were surprised to see that it was a bloodbath. Uh, Chen, the ta- tabaxi uh, bard, had been slaughtered right in front of you guys. Uh, also, uh, to the left of you, the winged horse, the tavern, uh, part of the roof was on fire. And you are all just currently now gathered around Chen's corpse by the well. The two go- hobgoblins that had kind of brandished her in the middle of the square and slaughtered her bolted straight away. But you guys kind of ran to Chen first and were half assed not really paying attention to where they were running. But they bolted. And you are just by the well. Does the well have water? The well does have water, yes. It is a perfectly functioning well. Okay, so that might be a good way to put out the fire. Do we need to go investigate the fire, guys? Hold on, are you not cut up about Chen? I, I mean, you know, it, it is sad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there are there are pressing matters. Bards are well known for their pragmatism, guys. Let's <laughs> He knows there's time to <laughs> grieve, and that is not now. It, it's not now. We can always come back and, and, and grieve over Chen, who I spent a glorious few minutes with. But I think I think there are people potentially in the wings horse that need our help. I think you've still got her clothes to remember her by, so that's they okay. smell of her. Yes. I will take compliments. Yeah, you, you have her her coat of many colours on still at the moment. Never wash again. 
<laughs> Maybe she it has. is now covered in blood as well. I will call them Jason. Do you think if she had the coat, she would have survived? The, but the thing's on fire, guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, how is there a bucket on, on a rope in the well? I guess yes, that's... it is a very typical well bucket and rope uh, okay. situation. You can very easily lower the bucket, quickly bring it back up, and nice, uh, clear, crisp water is now in the bucket. Or okay, get five litres of water in the bucket so we can put out this fire. Okay, I'm pulling up uh, water, and Uruprex, mm-hmm. you're, you, you like the roof of this inn, so I think you should be the one to go up there. <laughs> Are you going to form like a human chain <laughs> with this bucket of can we, water? We've only got one bucket. Can we establish what's going? Can someone go inside and establish what's going on? If the fire spread downstairs, or are we just climbing to the roof to check out the smoke to potentially pour <laughs> water on I the can, fire? I mean, I, I don't can, really know what you guys are doing right now. Let's, um, Why do we care about? Let's. Do we have to see? Only, only a bit of the roof is on fire. Let's stick our heads in. Hands up, who's a little bit fireproof? Uh, oh, I imagine I should be. What's I my constitution? Yeah, uh, my constitution's very average for uh, Dragonborn. <laughs> Um, I have fire resistance, so just in case it's a blazing inferno, I don't mind sticking, I don't mind, you know, touching the door handle first. Go, see that Mokujin's not burning. Yes, that's a good idea. Right, shall we go and investigate the, the pub? Someone just keep an eye on the roof in case it becomes all on fire. Got it. <laughs> Alright, uh, so who's who's running into the pub with Scamoth? <laughs> I will also warn that this is the first time I've spoken to a group of people in about five days, so I might get really, really shitty <laughs> because of this. Yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, people, we're doing company. <laughs> Can I get you anything? How many times that this episode during coronavirus? Let's just all have a chat. Let's forget about let's forget about the fire. <laughs> yeah, the whole out. roof is on fire. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got the As bucket. As the I've wind got a bucket horse of goes up in blazes, everyone's like, "So how you been?" <laughs> Okay, Scamos is on his way over there. Maybe he might have even peeked his head in already. I've got a bucket of water. Uh, Europrax, you're fireproof as well. Do you want to go in too, or...? I am going to lower my jacket into the water so I can dampen it in case I need to smother any flames. That's good. Very good. Uh, you would have to quite... It's quite a deep well. You'd have to reach quite far in, but that is doable, yeah. Okay, I'd like to do that, please. All right, and then, like... Proper yeah, covering it like a hot pan on an oven and stuff. Fire yes. blanket in it. Yeah, get some of the blood off. Nice. <laughs> it's not going to have our smell anymore, though. You've just ruined that. Okay. Right, so okay. Who's, who's going into the pub with Scamos? I'm just going to stand outside and chill out, I reckon. Right, guys, the yeah. signal is if it sounds like I'm being hideously attacked, that's when you come in, okay? <laughs> okay. The fire is just on the roof, right? Yes. Okay, I'll, I'll go in. I'll I'll peek my head in as well. I've got a bucket of water, so I can douse it over myself if I get set on fire. Okay, uh, you two, all around in Scamosca. Oh, Jesus! For people on the audio-only feed, Carlos just changes backgrounds to firefighters putting out a horrendous fire on the tavern. <laughs> Where are you finding these images? <laughs> just pulling them out. Okay, Oran Hammerhead and Scamos, you guys dive into the tavern. Uh, the whole place has been turned upside down. All the tables have just been like knocked over. A couple of tables and chairs have been absolutely smashed. 
the uh, two that the um, oh, what was the name? Oh, it's been so long. It's been such a while. Uh, Kemacher, the priest. Uh, yep. The kind of two tables that she put together to make kind of like a first aid station. Those have absolutely been trashed as well. Uh, you do hear some uh, grunting and uh, almost like anguish as you kind of run in and you see the uh, the barman Hendrik is lying on the ground with what looks like a very clearly broken leg. Like the foot is definitely not facing the right way. But apart from that, he is the only one there. And he kind of looks up at you guys, especially Scamos, as uh, you and Oran run in, and, and he's like, Oh, fuck. Yeah, okay, how are you going to talk your way out of this one? Well, don't talk about me talking my way out of things. Maybe if the others have been easy to talk into things, you wouldn't be in this situation. But now is not the time for blame. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I throw a bucket of water over him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been better. Tell us what happened. Tell us Tell us everything. You guys left a couple hours later. They just took everyone by surprise. We were minding our own business, getting ready just in case things went south, and we didn't realise that we were here. And they jumped. They broke my fucking leg. And he tries to push himself up and like lean can up we, against the bar can we get can we get hendrix some booze here what, what would you like hendrix let us uh let us serve you for a change do, you, do any of you heal have you got any healing stuff guys your heroes right we left you we left you with the only healer who wasn't there to help she was here to cause injuries where's uh where's kenisha gone everyone's been kidnapped kidnapped they got everyone absolutely everyone and they just left you behind well, you know, I was lying on the ground with a broken leg. They thought I was fine. They thought there's no point taking that one. They've taken all the ones that were able to fight. Again, I told you this last time. If it all goes tits up, all I can do is hide behind my bar. I'm not a fighter. You, you oh, were no. No, no blame speeches on... as they were. No, no blame me. on you, Hendrik. Actually, you were more helpful than someone who is a fighter by profession. But um, <laughs> <laughs> let's... Um, let's... We, we will we'll deal with this. So how many how many were there that came? I can't say about civilians because I haven't been able to move, but everyone in the bar was gone. So it ah. was that bald guy and the drow and that little gnome in the grass skirt and that weird robot thing and the cat lady and that other woman. How many how many goblins and hobgoblins? Were there any others that you noticed, or was it just the goblins? No, it's just the the big chunkier ones that hang out by the by the notice board. Did it look like there was a leader among them? He's like, ah, like trying to shift his hip ever so slightly and try to get a bit more comfortable. I don't know. I couldn't. They were all the same. <laughs> Can one of you give me a hand up? Yeah, let's give him a hand up and get him outside, away from the away from the flames. Oh yeah, the roof's on fire. Okay, come on, well, I, I my, pick him up. My roof is on fire. <laughs> yeah, don't worry the about roof. that. Though. It's fine. Let's get, get me the out. fuck out of here. Then <laughs> the roof is on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we do what? need water. We will not let this mother burn. Um, we'll come outside and deal. But first, let's get you outside because smoke inhalation is what will get you. Okay. <laughs> As we're taking him outside. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Can I have climbed onto the roof and be putting out the flames of my smothered jacket? 
Absolutely. Uh, let's roll uh, an athletics or acrobatics to uh, nimbly get up there. Here are pranks. That's not good. Seven. Seven? Yeah, you start trying to make your way up. You've got bloody... You put this sopping wet uh, cloak, sopping wet trench coat over your left shoulder and start to climb up, but it's slick and you're a little bit worried because obviously things are on fire. You don't want anything to be fragile. And you do uh, slip and fall on your ass. (laughs) Ooh, nine points of damage as you fall and kind of knock the wind out yourself as you kind of hit the dirt. I try again. Try again. <laughs> Alright, <laughs> go for it. That's better. 23. No. Oh. Wait, 21. 21. Yeah, that'll definitely do it. Yes. Realize you do that. Like... <laughs> okay, stop being a dick about it. You kind of like, okay, right, it's fine. And you, you manage to get up there. And with your like damp cloth of the uh, uh, Chen's uh, cloak, you manage to uh, put the fire out. I got it, guys. Nice work. Nice. Probably about that point now that Oran and Scamos kind of supporting him under each arm as he as like a group of three kind of drag him into the into the middle of the uh, square as well. Yeah. So as we're setting him down somewhere comfortable, I say, look, we've got to we've got to do something about this. Uh, did did they give any indication about where they might be going, where they might be taking people? He shakes his head. No. <sighs> he kind of looks over and he sees Chen by the well. He's like, oh, Jesus. It's like the other time all over again. Can I see anything from the roof? Oh, that is an excellent question. Roll uh, perception for me. Eight. <laughs> Eight. No. <laughs> I mean, I think you're kind of looking about like, where the hell do they go? But you kind of, you can see Chen's there and now Hendrick's got, you can notice, you notice Hendrick's got a broken leg and you're like, oh Jesus, we kind of bit off a little bit more than we could chew maybe. So uh, at that moment, no, you don't see anything in particular. Can, can I can I just ver- verify that he doesn't see anything by also having a bit of a look around the Swiss. sort of like I'm not as high up, but maybe just in in the general area near the well and the yeah, and the- absolutely, Finn, you can. Okay, is it a perception? Yeah, I'd say perception, or if you wanted investigation because you're on the floor and you can maybe look for footprints and stuff like that. Look for some clues. Yeah. It's a good one. It's 23. 23. Oh, detective vision. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Finn, you can see that up on the roof, obviously, Scamos has got that sorted. You look over and, uh, uh, yeah, Urubrax has got the roof sorted. Scamos and uh, Oran have got the, uh, got Hendrik, the barman. And you're kind of looking about, kind of assessing the situation, like, what the hell are we going to do now? And it looks like the hobgoblins are a bit careless. And there is a very slight trail of blood from one of their swords as they cut Chen's throat just kind of obviously there is a huge ass pool of it but you notice there is a telltale kind of slight drip as they sliced their throat and did not clean their blades afterwards and they just bolted sloppy work just like hobgoblins 
I'm profiling them now. <laughs> sure, no, hashtag not all hobgoblins. <laughs> Guys, I think we should follow the trail of blood. Oh, well, yeah. I jump down from the roof and use feather fall to soften my landing. Okay. Yeah, you just. Just. <laughs> like a leaf on the wind. Yep, so come join Let's go. So, Hendrik, do you want to stay out here? I mean, the fire's out. Do you want to go back in? You comfy out here? Yeah, I'll be fine. I think you don't want to come, no? I mean, because you can. He looks at you and then looks joking, down at the leg you. that is facing <laughs> the wrong way. I'm just, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry about your tavern. I'm just fucking. Sorry about your tavern and your leg. We will try and find. We've we stopped the roof being on fire. We will go and try and find someone who can unbreak legs if we can unkidnap them, and we'll bring them back here. Alrighty. Does our wizard not have any healing spells? I've been. I've been looking. I can't. I can't see anything. I don't want to be that guy, but Dan, as the bard, you're the only one who has access to healing spells, and you I don't have take any. them. <laughs> <laughs> you did not take them. When we made your character and I gave you all the spells that you had access to, you did not take any healing. And I am fine with that. And I love it. Let us go. <laughs> In the meantime, it's going to be like one of those games where it's like, rest. Just stand outside the door for eight hours. <laughs> Just leaning yeah. against it. Considering uh, we're, we're nine health points down on certain characters, do we need to have a quick, uh, a yeah. quick, quick rest here or something? Quick sandwich. <laughs> Quick sandwich. Quick sandwich. <laughs> the barman can make us a sandwich, surely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would. I would say that if you started to like get your backpacks out and get your little sleeping bags, Hendrik would shoot daggers at you <laughs> the entire time. You can do it because that is a beat of Dungeons and Dragons, but Hendrik wouldn't be happy about it. I don't think. Okay, guys, we need to go. All this trail, then when we're outside, then we maybe have a quick rest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe when we maybe once we've found their location we'll we'll have a we'll have a wee rest before we before we pop in. Yeah, sounds good. Or set it on fire from the outside. I mean hostages, I'll I'll think about it as we go. Or in it also if we find any healers along the way, that'll also be ideal as well. Yeah. Make a to-do list. Make a to-do list, guys. At some point, someone try and learn a healing spell. <laughs> Duly noted. We'll have to put out a job list, and I reckon recruit someone. Get get a fifth. Alrighty, uh, Finn, you begin to lead the party as you were the one that spotted the blood into deeper into the town. Uh, it seems like you haven't you haven't really travelled through this town yet so it's all quite new to you but as you start to progress and stuff you can see there is more of a uh, a market like area this uh, nice large open space probably connects quite nicely and like on the weekends they probably have stalls and stuff from different neighbouring countries on good days and when goblins aren't attacking a couple of things that you notice when you kind of run past and start to follow this trail of blood seems to be a uh, a shop which Seems to have a mixed match of random general stuff in it, general goods. That seems to have the uh, the title trinkets and oddities. You also walk past a shop which has nothing but like vials and potions and bottled elixirs and stuff in the shop windows, which is uh, labelled peculiar aftertaste. Uh, are there Although, any? Is there anyone manning these shops, or are they? Uh, it is like uh, noon, old west. 
guys, there's our, there's yeah, our viewing everything room. Everything's locked and shut up at this moment. All the shutters are closed, all the doors are locked, everything's barricaded in. This is like high noon in the middle of uh, the old the old west town. Like everything's shut down. I punch through the window. <laughs> do you do you punch through the window? I'd like to punch through the window and claim a bottle and hope that it heals. Um, before you punch the window, should we look for half a brick just in case? <laughs> I've got should giant tr- scales. Could we try the door? <laughs> I kick the door. Oh my god! <laughs> it is uh, it is locked tight. I punch the window. No, hold on. I, I can chop down the door. Chop down the door. <laughs> I chop down the door. <laughs> Don't break a window with anything that has arteries. If you use your axe, please. <laughs> yeah, I have. I've got glass here, yeah. There's glass. Okay, so yeah. Now you know he can do glass damage. Can you just chop down the doors? <laughs> no, I, I need to know how, how difficult it is to hit glass. Yeah. Quickly and safely, can we... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Oran, with your um, your throwing axes or your big chunky two-handed, you can easily just smash one of these windows. It's very like old school, almost like grid-like, like little squares with wooden kind of uh, grating kind of thing, and you can easily just one of those windows. Oh, okay, we'll just do the if there's enough in the windows, then let's do the window rather than going in through the door. And uh, yeah, smash through, and we're looking for healing. Potions, little, elixirs. Little, little, little loot. What, what can we find? I'll take things that'll hurt a person as well. That's fine. But um, <laughs> um uh, roll, roll a medicine or uh, Oran because you're smashing the window. Uh, roll a medicine or an Arcana, whichever one you prefer, to kind of just get a rough estimate of what could be healing. Okay, is this this is a D twenty though? Yeah, a D20 yeah, this is a D twenty yeah. plus your um, Arcana or medicine. Okay. Hopefully this is not a sign of rolls to come tonight, gentlemen. Uh, uh, I rolled a four. Four? Yeah. Okay, you're grabbing them, like, this one's like a green glass <laughs> with some kind of liquid in it, and this is this, and you're like, okay. Um, uh, and you're just kind of going through, and you're like, fuck it, and you just grab one. Guys, just so I'm clear, we are officially losing this village right now. No, no, I'm going to leave money for them. <laughs> oh. Okay, how much I'm money gonna, are you oh. leaving? Uh, I don't know, like, how much is an elixir in these parts? Or Wait, wait, does it depend on how well... With your four, with the four you just rolled, you have no fucking clue, <laughs> mate. <laughs> you just, um, yeah, keep the change. Uh... I'll put through, like, I don't know. What should I leave, guys? A little tip. Ten, ten silver. Is that what? a lot? Is that a lot? One copper. One copper. Well, a bit more for the window. A copper. No. <laughs> Let's leave. Te- uh, did I say ten? T- five silver. I think five silver is right. That's like five quid. Okay. Uh, just for shits and gigs, Oran. Uh, make a note of that, because one day you will actually legit buy potions and you'll find out how much they are actually worth <laughs> and how much you over and underpaid. <laughs> so if that's a bit for the window, don't forget that. Like it's like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone 2 when he breaks the window of the toy shop. Yeah, oh, it's so also... that, that like five silver is the window, not the actual potion. It's also yeah. for the inconvenience. Yeah, but he he was trying to like stop the robbers. Where in this story we are the robbers, just stealing the potion. <laughs> yeah, but it's to save the town. So morally. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. One I, second. It's I'm to like, save. It's to save the town. 
Am I Let me grab a little printout sheet I've got so I'd randomly find you guys a potion. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you guys are killing me. What have I paid for? We've all just lost like 20 mor morality <laughs> points as well. Yeah, it's a good thing there's not a morality no, meter in this. No way, I've given them so much money it sounds like. I don't feel bad about this at all. Yeah, but did you leave him money for the window? Well, it sounds like I've left him money for <laughs> bloody everything. You're sh you're a major oh. shareholder in this business. <laughs> for his weakness furloughing while he's been kidnapped. Oh, God. He's made a profit out of this kidnapping. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? Do you think it's a profit? No, the shopkeeper. When he has really? Do you think the shopkeeper's made a profit with that five silver? <laughs> I don't know how much windows cost. <laughs> Lewis just casually said there's a shop we're all like, smash the windows, kick the door down. Now he's having to like read through bloody potion books and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> fun one would be to give you guys. I just want my health back. <laughs> I tried oh, to do a good oh, thing. Oh, Daniel, you're not getting it, mate. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, are yeah. not getting your health It's back. funny, because as you were saying, I just want to get my health back, you interacted with your background, that like you were fading away like Martin McFly's family. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want my health back. <laughs> can't do it now. can't replicate it. Oh, well. You must have stabilised the timeline. <laughs> okay. 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 No. Now, the interesting thing is, is Lewis going to tell us what this is, or do we have to drink it to find out? Oh, I ain't telling you shit. Awesome. <laughs> I drink it. <laughs> Neck in one. Okay. If Oren wants to give it to me, of course. I'm not presuming I'm going to snatch it off of a, a comrade. You are uh, my friend and colleague. You can have it. I pass it to uh, Uraprax. All right. This is a... Uh... <laughs> This is a very, like, almost long, thin, almost like a kind of quite square-like, almost like an olive oil kind of fancy olive oil kind of glass, like quite square and tall and long. And it seems to have some kind of uh, purpley liquid with like little, almost lava lamp-like globules of kind of bright pink floating in it. Are you sure good. you want to drink this? At least not until we're in like a life or death situation. <laughs> it's alright lads, I know what so it is. Good. It's that purpley globular drink. <laughs> they drink this down in the Shire. Cheers to the drink that didn't show on my camera. Are you drinking it? Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. I, I sit down and put my head in my hands in preparation. <laughs> I'm just stood back like, what the fuck is going on right now? Silence isn't good. Okay. We're all, we're all just watching, waiting to see what happens maybe, to maybe you. Maybe it's a potion that embiggens the smallest man, even. <laughs> so, uh, you chug this. Uh, you feel like it would have a taste to it, or you feel like something like it would make you wretch or something, because it's a random random purple liquid with pink bits in it, but it seems to be odourless and tasteless and nothing really. And you kind of chug it, yeah. And nothing really happens for a split second. And you kind of look over at Finn. And Finn doesn't move his lips, but you hear Finn's voice go, you idiot. <laughs> Can I hear people's thoughts? 
you kind of turn and you look at Oran and you kind of start to get the kind of baseline kind of top of like front of his mind kind of thoughts like he's looking at you and he's thinking about like maybe maybe five silver was too much maybe not enough <laughs> but again he's not moving his lips he's just there he's looking at you like and you kind of you almost hear it you hear him kind of come up with the idea of asking you like are you okay is it working just as it comes out of his mouth so it's almost like an echo hmm. are you okay that was freaky uh, I think so I, I don't think I've got any health back but wait and I look over at Finn again what's Finn saying now uh, <laughs> Finn roll a wisdom saving throw certainly if I can find it here we go so just a standard d20 yeah standard d20 and your saving throw for wisdom So I've rolled a nine, and okay. then <laughs> the saving throw. Where's that again on the on the thing? Uh, it should be just above all your skills and stuff. So you're like your dexterity and your um, sorry, not your dexterity, your acrobatics, your animal handling, your arcana. Should be like a little separate box for your saving throws next to it. Second uh, and fourth box. Save DC. Is that it? That'd be the one. So, 13 on that. 13. Uh, that fails. So, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking, Finn? Because Aura Price can hear it. Um, I'm thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing just drinking random potions out of his shop? Uh, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm thinking, this guy knows how to party. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, I'd be careful of what you're saying. Because I think, I think I can read your thoughts right now, and it's and it's trippy. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Finn. I know what you just said. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I guess that was pointless. So. <laughs> oh yeah. no, no, it's not pointless. Now we've got Cerebro here. We might be able to, you know, maybe <laughs> preempt some things that are going to happen. Come on, then, Charles. Should we? get back on the trail or does anyone else want to try and loot anything from this now broken window as we're well, here anyway well, i mean can i can i try and find the potion i can see about 10 more potions through the window just net just down <laughs> <laughs> what are you asking the repress <laughs> I, I can i get a potion please <laughs> you just did <laughs> i want to like i want to grab a health potion well, i mean you've never really seen one before so uh, roll arcana or um, medicine <laughs> we're just going to spend tonight just outside just window shopping <laughs> literally this is the loot episode 16 16 okay uh, you kind of you're looking you don't seem to see another one of those weird purple and pink ones thank god but you're kind of looking you're like looking at this one you look at that one and then almost it wouldn't catch your eye because it's so plain. There seems Finn, to be on, a very. I can hear your thoughts, man. Stop swearing. <laughs> there seems to be a like a very simple potion, a round kind of vial with like a little funnel on the top, and it just seems to have like a solid red liquid in it. 
As you look, all the other potions seem to be swirling and have bits in them, or some of them seem to be made of more gaseous forms than actual liquid, but you spot it out the corner of your eye and you're like, oh, of course it's this one because it's so simple in the corner. Like, of course it's that one. It's just a small, like, circular vial with some red liquid in it. I take it. Take it. Do you leave coin behind? <laughs> I leave one copper piece. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. I'm, I'm on credit. I've got an account here. <laughs> 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 oh Sorry. my god so you've taken a potion of mind reading and a potion of healing and you've left five silver and one copper I hear there, there are people ten. there oh, are people <laughs> there are people probably listening to this who have played D&D before <laughs> screaming at you guys <laughs> well if we achieve anything here with our adventure. I imagine it's mostly infuriating people, so why stop now? <laughs> I drink my potion. Alright. It is a potion of minor healing, so it will be two four-sided dice plus two. Three. Four. Six. Cool. Thank you. Alrighty. What do you guys do now? Are we, do- blood. Are we doing pillaging now? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to run out of credit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on my tab. Bloody hell. Okay, um, as you begin to continue running, obviously this little kind of trip and uh, dripping of blood is getting less and less. So uh, Finn, as the one who spotted it originally, if you could continue to search for that. with uh, I'll let you have investigation, perception, uh, like survival, if you wanted to go more like wilderness to try to track it you know all right i'll go for a uh, standard perception right. oh another good one so uh 22 in total excellent yep uh it's getting they're getting further and further apart with each droplet but it does seem to continue you can obviously finn leads and the rest of the three of you uh, continue uh, to follow finn as he kind of tracks it uh, it seems like now it's starting to get into less markety and shopping district and more of like a residential area. Uh, you can see to the side of you there seems to be a blacksmithing area with like a nice chunky kind of forge out the back. Gentle smoke coming from it, doesn't look like he's forging anything currently, whoever's running that place. And it seems to get into now a more of a denser kind of residential area. A couple of turns couple of round this bend round that bend and a couple minutes later it seems like the blood finishes roughly in this street the droplets have become so few and far between now that you reckon it's this stretch between five houses on each side there's a potential of 10 houses where they could have probably possibly sorry gone into yeah Europrax, can you use your newfound ability to hear any thoughts? I listen. Put your put your brain against each door and then listen. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good idea of the uh, the current potion. Uh, Europrax, roll an Arcana for me to see if you can push this uh, detect thoughts a little bit further to see if you can pick anything up. Okay. Fourteen. 14. 
it's so so faint and it seems to be coming from like the third door on the right but it's almost it's a not a train of thought or like a sentence it's more of an image and it seems to be like a goblin (coughs) but he's like climbing a mountain but the scale of the mountain is weird so he's this goblin is huge and he's walking up the side of a mountain and it's only for a split second and the the potion and the spell itself starts to fade but you kind of ping it the the third door over there and it was not a train of thought it was more of an image of this huge goblin like almost laughing as he's walking over mountains like this this goblin is gigantic just remind me, can my Unseen Servant interact with physical objects? It can, can't it? Yes, yeah, it can open doors or shut doors or pull levers. It can carry stuff, depending it's not too heavy. Guys, can we hide around the corner and I just get the Unseen Servant to boot the door in? Yeah. 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 Okay, or at least knock quit. on the door. <laughs> or knock on the door, that would be a good one. Yeah. Knock, knock, run away. <laughs> I'm so aggressive. Um should okay. we check a door on the other side of the street and maybe like watch through the window or something rather than let's, hide around the corner? Let's just smash all the windows and just <laughs> kick all the doors down. <laughs> uh, I, I vote for Oren's idea. <laughs> <laughs> can we check? Um, yeah, before we do that, can I... Uh, well, as long as it's not in direct line of sight, I guess I would have to look around, but to, to check the doors on the other side of the street from where we think the goblins are. To see if we can go inside. Sure, yeah, you could. Um, uh, so, Uraprax points out to the one that um, you guys, well, he thought that he detected goblins from. And uh, yeah, you can go to the one like adjacent it on the other side of the road if you wanted to. Can, and and like is the SWAT hand signals? And is the door open? Can I check the door? Uh, very much stalemate at high noon this is all the all the doors are barred all the windows are shut all the like shutters of the windows are shut up as well Ah. but i mean you can try you can go over there and like try for the door and stuff no dan's uh sorry not dan don't know who dan is uraprax is not up for that um i'm just thinking we want to see what happens if they if they enter the door if they open the door sorry Any thoughts? Is, it, is, there, is there any way we might be able to conceal ourselves while maintaining line of sight? Is there anything we can hide behind? Any debris in the street? Any market stalls we can sneak in there? Any uh, low low walls? Chest high uh, walls roll, we can uh, take cover under? Uh, roll a perception or investigation for me, Scamos. Okay, 15 is my base and my perception is plus nothing, so 15. All right. You kind of have a look around, and this uh, the one that Uraprax is uh, pointed out that could be the location. And you notice that kind of third one on the right that Uraprax pointed out, it's it's kind of unkept. Like the the weeds are starting to grow, and seems to be a little bit more disheveled than the other ones. The little kind of front gate is slightly on the hinge. The pathway that leads up to the actual front door needs <coughs> have started to overtake it ever so slightly. Is there anything we could uh, conceal ourselves behind? So you said, mentioned there's a gate. Is that, does that mean there's a wall? Yeah, 
yeah uh, i feel like every one of these residential areas every house has like a little gate and a little stone kind of fence which then goes oh. into like a front garden front so you can nicer nicer area than i thought yeah, right, sure. should we um should we hunker behind the wall while we send what was your unseen servant's name or Ah. That's a strange name. <laughs> okay, so, so we're going to send... Oh. Oh. Send, uh, send Ur to play Knockdoor Run, or Knockdoor Stand and Be Invisible, and <laughs> we'll we'll hide behind the the wall and see see what happens. Okay. If anyone tips like a bucket of acid over over him, then we'll know not to try that. I cast with my hands in a After unseen we've servant motion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And out pops my invisible servant. I command him over to the door. Knock thrice. Stand and wait. Okay. It's very... Very bizarre. You will hunker behind the fence. You will kind of peep over the top. You see the gate... Like, swing open and gently just... Ching, 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 shut up. A couple of seconds. And you just hear, like... Obviously, nothing's there because it's all invisible. But nothing happens. Hobgoblins, sloppy and lazy. And in the garden, don't even answer the door. Rude. Is there a window he can knock on? Uh, yeah, there are. There are several windows. I command him to pound his fist on the window. <laughs> Couple seconds pass. You hear a. a thud and as this thud it's almost a as the kind of barn door or like the shutters of the uh, the window are loose and they kind of one of them rattles and opens up oh have him have him climb in and open the door from the inside I do so okay I believe your unseen servant is intelligent enough to do that god damn right he is He's yeah, my he's, a, servant. he's a smart boy. <laughs> Doesn't use up any brain power remembering a complex name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to annoy me as well because I was really proud of the name I gave him. I like, quite like, I'm getting quite attached to. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, was it in some play on the fact he was in like, Is it like yes. it's not invisible, but it could be? Yeah. Invisible. <laughs> Hmm, no, I think Unseen Servant has low strength. <coughs> no, he uh, he can do any action within reason. I thought opening doors was, uh, was his thing. That's what he loved to do. <laughs> <laughs> he lives for it. He lives for opening doors. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, you telepathically uh, command this Unseen Servant to do it, but because it's unseen, it's a little bit strange. You see the the uh, the, the uh, what are they called windows window panes window panes <laughs> thank you the, the, the little shutters of the windows yeah window window shutters I think as well I, aren't I, I can tell you I can tell you're a Mac guy aren't you Lewis yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not I'm just, I win like a a smaller like wall door <laughs> <laughs> a glass wall door was open <laughs> <laughs> you see the uh, the uh, window opens, 
And a couple minutes later, the front door just swings open. A couple minutes later? Bloody hell. Sorry, a couple seconds later. Uh, he's only got a few IQ points out. <laughs> Took him a while to <laughs> learn how to walk. And... He was trying to work out what a door was called. Yeah. <laughs> do we do we bum rush the place or do we take our time going in? Should we send Invisible slash uh, <laughs> Do we send him running and screaming further into the house to see if he can elicit some type of reaction before we <laughs> well, trap ourselves in there. Noise, can he's, no. invis- he's invisible though, isn't he? But can, before invisible. we do that, can we look, can we just kind of peer into the open doorway now and see what we can see just from our vantage point? Because it sounds like there's nobody around. Uh, yeah, as you peep over the fence, uh, although because obviously all the windows and doors have been shut, so there's only the front door and the one door that the unseen, the one window that the unseen servant has opened, so there's only like a single beam of light coming into this place, but from the couple of feet inwards that you can see from this open door, it seems like nothing's there. Guys, this is good because we've all got dark vision, right? We can all see oh. in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys. Oh. Can I not see in the dark into the doorway? Or does it... Hmm, that is a good question. I'd say I'd say it was almost like your eyes adjusting from okay. different forms of light. So once you're in there, your dark vision would activate and your eyes would adjust. But okay. now you're in daylight, it's a bit it's a bit tricky to see. I think we should try and I mean like let's let's talk about this guys because I think we're probably out of earshot so we can probably talk about it but I, I think we should try and just creep in because what's what's invisible going to actually be able to tell us Yeah let's let's go in but can before we do this can we just exercise a little bit of mutually assured destruction here so um Arapax, you have pen and paper right Can yes. we just write a little note here because the people of this town didn't know where um you know where this goblin hideout was can you just write a little sign and leave it on the gate saying suspected goblin hideout if found without heroes emerging victorious raise this building to the ground ASAP <laughs> okay and done alright just just because if we go down then at least the house is getting ruined <laughs> And my spirit will rest easy. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're in chains or something inside, in which case it's gonna get it's gonna get toasty. But well, that's a twist. Uh, I'll we'll 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 laugh and say, "Ha, your house is burning." All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'm happy to cre- creep in first as a bit of a tank. I think I've got a fairly high uh, hit points and all that, so I'll, I'll start creeping in first if that's. That's all right with everyone. Yeah, it's fine by me, buddy. Hmm. Yes. Uh, roll a stealth then for me, uh, Oran. Uh, this is not going to be good, guys, because I have a negative <laughs> ah. <one> stealth. <laughs> oh, 18, uh, 17. 17. All right. You kind of. Slowly open this little uh, front gate, make your way up the pathway, and through the uh, now opened door. It seems odd at first as you poke your way through and your dark vision adjusts, but this whole kind of house is empty. There are obviously a couple of tables and a couple of chairs, but in terms of 
personal things, decoration, it's abandoned. Almost like a thin layer of dust is coating everything as well. Huh, I'm not convinced. Who's got a high perception? I've got a plus five on perception. Nice. Do you want to do a perception check? Uh, right. Yeah, if I just sort of double well, uh, check. Currently, this. it's just Oran in the uh, in the house. Uh, okay. One still by the Are fence. We all going to creep in. I think so we, we should all just single him. file. Yeah, all single file. Scooby Doo style. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, you guys come in, you see this exact same as uh, Oran saw. This place seems to be abandoned for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, Finn, would you like to do a little perception for me? Yeah, just to make you know, make sure everything is what it seems, make sure we're seeing like a true you know, our eyes are not deceiving us, making sure that this isn't some sort of or 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 is it perhaps true what we're seeing maybe all these houses are like this you know is, is there something bigger going on here i don't know maybe yeah we just sort of have a have, have a quick look around then yeah, I, sure. I, a roll perception for me oh it's not good it's not good guys it is in total an eight hmm you kind of have a little look around everything seems to have a go fine coat of dust on it uh, looking down though there is less dust on the floor by the front door but that's probably because you guys have just come in uh, and no nothing nothing jumps out at you at the moment is it just a single room house or are they are there stairs up or down or what yeah it seems this seems to be the main kind of living area and there is a kind of a kitchen with like a hearth and stuff you can kind of see that there seems to be a smaller second room to the side, a staircase that goes up into two small bedrooms, but it's the same as before. It This whole place is abandoned. Almost like you see in the old films where every piece of furniture has like cloth draped over it, but minus the cloth, like everything's just been left and there's just a fine layer of dust and stuff. Even the particles of dust just kind of hang in the air. Can I, can I just to, um, and I don't have a particularly high perception, so I'm not sure I'm the best person to do this, but can I just have a look around the floorboards and things like that where the dust is absolutely been disturbed? Um, should yeah, I do a, a, perception? a perception? Or I'd say maybe investigation, if not, because uh, you are literally now getting on your hands and knees and like looking at floorboards. Uh, 18. Okay. Uh, all around, you kind of get down on the ground and you start looking at the floorboards and uh, you spot it. You spot it straight away. It seems like there's a kind of thin layer of dust, but then it seems to be absolutely uh, non-existent in this kind of slight corner, just kind of in the centre of the room underneath the table. And you, at first you think like, oh, it's because the table's there and there's no dust underneath because the table's on top. But the square of the table is at a different angle to this square of the dust on the floor. Here we go, guys. Someone <laughs> give me a hand with this table. Right, I've got to move it quietly, though. Ah, okay. Unseen oh, servant. Invisible. Help. Yeah, the unseen servant is there. Uh, you just hear a as like a corner of the table starts to go up. Like, <laughs> he's got He's got one end and he's waiting for someone else to pick it up with him. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go grab it with him. Yeah, okay. 
you lift this up and uh, as you start to kind of investigate further these like uh, these floor panels although kind of slanted and separate and seg- segmented the whole thing lifts up as a trapdoor it's go time you lift it open is. the trapdoor and is. you can see that it leads down into not a basement but a cave-like structure as you kind of lift it over you can see that the foundations of this house has been like smashed away with like uh, like like picks and axes and the dirt's been revealed which has also been dug up and a makeshift ladder's been put in like crude juts of wood to support this but like the walls of this kind of tunnel and this uh, ladder seem to be just like the dirt has just been scratched and like shoveled away it goes down like a like a good 10 foot almost like a whole story and a bit and you can make out with your dark vision that it kind of leads into like a singular room down at the bottom of these stairs but as it stands just now we can't see or hear anyone down there there's no light source uh, with that very high rolls that you guys just heard, you uh, you can't hear anything at this exact moment in time. Well, what do we think, guys? Let's, uh, this is clearly we're we're heading into the the lair by the sound of it. Let's should we proceed down, but cautiously go as stealthily as we can. Can I just your... point out I don't have night vision? Yeah, or dark I remember. Vision. Well, um, so I'm going to need something to to see I uh, you could I <laughs> I could tie the scarf on to my like belt and you can hold on to the scarf <laughs> I will and follow me yeah I do have a tinder box and torches but let's go down in the dark for now and we can use the scarf belt to guide um, Uraprex down <laughs> and then we won't we won't generate any light until we need to because as I recall from our decision as to whether we were going to attack and do our meeting in day or light, um, hobgoblins and goblins don't necessarily have better vision in the dark than in the daytime, right? Uh, from what you guys were discussing in the last game, uh, they they too have dark vision, and with their shifts that they were doing to protect the board, the notice board, uh, they, they've got people working days and they've got people working nights, so it wouldn't have so, affected your so they do, uh, so they, they do have dark vision then so um yeah let's let's try and keep the light off just to avoid attracting attention if we can and then oh, really? we'll, um, we'll light them up if we need to has it have you got the have you got the guide scarf ready uh yeah i think you're wearing it uraprax Ur- but uh pass it to me pass the end to me and i'll tie it onto the uh, back of my belt we good there you go. that all right over uh, as we go down into this uh, self-made cave or chasm-like area, uh, can everybody roll a stealth for me? Uh, but Uraprax, that's going to be in a disadvantage because you are you're climbing semi-blind, being guided by a cotton, <laughs> a woolen, a woolen scarf. Sixteen plus twenty-two. Is that disadvantage? Oh. No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so my first roll was a 19, the next was a 1. So, uh, 4. 
Hey, that's exactly what I got as well. So the two people tied together both got <laughs> the blind. The blind. Uh, I got fourteen. I got twenty-two. Oh, damn it! I fear that we've ruined it for everyone. We've ruined this the element of surprise. Okay. Fall down the stairs. <laughs> I remain behind. No, I don't. I'm going. Scamos, you make your way down first with that really high roll. And as you kind of slide down the uh, this ladder and get to the bottom, you notice it is a very small, like, 10 foot by 10 foot room. Not very good. Or not very big, sorry. And it seems to have been carved to have one pathway that kind of leads out and banks. And as you get down to the bottom of this stairs, uh, these ladders, sorry, you notice there is a little bit of torchlight coming from beyond this little 10 by 10 foot room with a couple of like bits of wood to keep the walls from completely collapsing in seems to go onwards banks to the left and there seems to be light emanating from the left Finn you come down you stand next to Scamos and there's only one way to go and it looks like that's the way to go and as you guys kind of look up you just see shit As Uran and Auraprax both slip and fall down this ladder. <laughs> Dude, I'm so sorry. Uh, don't take help. <laughs> yeah, of course I'm going to take help. Taking help is part of my job, dude. Back to the potion shop. Yeah, Uraprax. Yeah, I read Uraprax mine. and Uran, you both take four points of bludgeoning damage oh. as you both slam to the ground, one on top of the other. In potion. <laughs> I'd be on five <laughs> points at this point. <laughs> Quickly, Finn, use your use your distant voice to to make that sound like it might have been a mouse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sure. Squeak. I mean, squeak, squeak. 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 Yeah, there's, there's, they, they, if if there is anyone here, they clearly know we're here. So I think we need to just look cool and casually walk around the corner. As a, as a strong. If, a, if anyone comes out, we'll say, "Aha! You've yeah. been drawn by the sound we made." It's exactly what we planned all along. It was deliberate. It was deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys progressing down into the pathway? I think I think we need to just get get Why not? Let's um, okay. Let's go. Let's, let's this is this is a goblin hobgoblin secret underground tunnel. So it's not super huge. It is a single file. Uh, Jobby, who is going first? What is the pecking order? Hmm. Mm, that is the uh, question. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I've got... I, I kind of basically am a tank. I've got loads of hit points and loads of armor, so I think I should probably go first. But Which that means does mean, I have to go second. Does uh, mean or, Oran, you go, you go first. I'll go behind... I'll go behind Oran, because um, I also have the ability to be able to try and, like, scamper out of the way if I need to. Um, so Oren, then, then Scamos. Is Oren going to sacrifice the scarf to someone oh, else? Oh yeah, to yeah. You, uh, I'll give it to whoever. Yeah. Someone we're look headed, after we're this headed, guy. We're you were very clingy light. with the scarf. Wait, you're getting rid of the scarf? No, we're heading towards the light now, though, right? So you can, you, I take it, Oren, you can, Oraprax oh. can make out the light that's up ahead of us. It is very dim, but yes, Oraprax can see. Ah, okay. I'll put my scarf back on. Never mind. <laughs> well. <laughs> Offer rescinded. <laughs> okay, oh, you guys run off. I am screwed. <laughs> I'll go third because I don't want to go first or last in case something comes out of the dark that I can't see. Okay, and then Finn is oh, go uh, bring out the rear. I think before I uh, 
join the single file though based on what you just said i'm gonna as i walk sort of past i'm gonna use some mage armor on oran as i walk past i give him a touch on the shoulder oh bless, that's bless sweet you. mage armor bless his shoulder with some mage armor oh thank you okay oran your mage armor is going to be well your current armor will be 13 plus your dexterity Okay, so my uh, dexterity is—it's a negative one, or it's an eight. I don't know which one. I picked. Okay, so this this mage armor gives you a twelve AC, which doesn't beat your normal. So, uh, although the offer was there, oh damn. right, oh, I see. And I would say, um, as a mage, uh, as a sorcerer, uh, Finn, you would you would have been aware of that—that that Oran wouldn't need your mage armor. Damn. Would you like to redirect it to someone else, or would you like to provide it? Um, I'll, I'll keep I'll keep it for now just in case. So yeah, I, I just join the file on the keep, background. And... Keep a keep a spell for in case we need some yeah. fire bolts coming out there. Yeah, running. Okay, you guys continue down this pathway, single file, very carefully, like having to twist your shoulders ever so slightly because the uh, walls are very rough and jagged. Bits of uh, crumbling rock could alert people of your presence even more. And as you bend around the corner, you see there's another kind of small. It opens up to another small kind of room-like area, no bigger than the one with the uh, ladder, probably 15 by 15 foot. Uh, this is completely empty apart from a, I'd say like an apple crate kind of sized box with a goblin sitting on top of it who is currently fast asleep. Right. Um, is the only one in this room? Uh, you look around and yes, there's the only one in this room. Right. Guys, um, do we try and question him, or do we try and slit his throat in his sleep? Because dying in your sleep is what a lot of people aspire to. I mean, I kind of want to kill him, but also, if he's the only one here, I feel like it's a bit of a wasted journey. Oh no, but this isn't a dead end room, is it? Is that what? Uh, no, this uh, there is another passage. It seems like this is like almost uh, like a checkpoint. You have right. your initial room with the ladder. It's kind of the pathway's gone forward and bent round to the left, and as it's bent round to the re- left, it's opened up again, and there's a goblin asleep on a crate. Beyond him, like on the other side, there is another pathway that seems to lead off. Okay, uh, before we head any further, then shall I shall I try and sneak up to him, and we'll try and intimidate him into making if he makes even a peep that I'm slitting his throat. I, I think hold, I think hold the blade to his. I think yeah, that's the his throat. Yeah. Yeah. None of them are giving us any information. I think you should just. Oh, yeah. I give, yeah. I give him. I give him one chance, and then because to I, be honest, like. I mean, I mean, but you might not kill him immediately if he wakes up. I do have a new ability, which is zone of truth, meaning that they have to tell me the truth if I cast it on him. But at the same time, do I want to use that on the first goblin we come to? Nah. Because it might give intel to the rest of the hive. Can, can I can I sort of use my knowledge to think of what's the likelihood of this creature knowing any <laughs> English or being able to speak with us at all? Uh, roll roll a survival for me. Nine, nine. From what you've gathered, these goblins are 
aggressive. They just uh, aggressive, but at the same time, really kind of meek, and will follow the next biggest thing. But they uh, live and kind of die by the sword. They like very much rather die than tell from what you've gathered from your encounters with goblins. I, I say, I say, we just kill him whilst he's asleep. Fair enough then. That's all we. Uh, that's all we hope for. Um, shall I take care of this? Well, should we all sneak around him? You take first point, but then if we're all there, we can all jump on him just in case something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So almost like horror movie-esque as this sleeping goblin just perched up on this apple crate all four of you just slowly start to loom up next to him uh scan what's you're going first yes please all right uh with your new assassinate feature you'll get the advantage yeah, on this role. exactly <laughs> oh wow i didn't know we didn't know about this yeah well, i've um, you've all leveled up i've i've we had a couple of choices. I could have become a better burglar, got better at climbing, but I chose to get better at assassinating people. <laughs> I'm worried. And you, and you were the one that wanted to talk to him. And you can't play <laughs> oh, no, I, had a, I had the line. I was going to try and I was going to give him the chance, you know, my hand over his mouth. You make a sound that isn't telling me what I want to know. And then you'll be doing a great impression of a, of a, of a plug draining that last of its water. Yeah. But, um, but it's okay. We can we can just do that. There's no time. There's no time for questions. Our our thoughts on goblins are clear. So let's um, sneak up and get ready. So Lucy, am I rolling for my throat slitting or sneaking up on him? Uh, no, you uh, you guys. He's fast asleep. Uh, if you would actually like to do that, you can. But you feel like you could get up close enough to him that okay. it wouldn't be an so issue. I'm gonna go up then, and using my assassinate skill, I'm going to. Slip this little guy's throat. Okay, uh, roll your attack with advantage. Okay, so let me just bring this up here. I take it, am I going to use my my rapier or my dagger? Rapier's better. Go for your rapier. Right, so. Stab right, stab right in the uh, in the throat. So rolled a thirteen plus four for the rapier on my first go. Oh, that definitely hits. Do you want me to roll for the second one? It doesn't matter if I've hit uh, it. Right? Let's see what happens with that first one. So roll your damage. And my damage is 1d8 plus 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the d8 is the sort of... Um, uh, kite. I call it a kite or like a... Diamond. diamond kind of shape. There we go, I see. I was about to say, is it the orange one? But I imagine colours vary. <laughs> 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 Um, I got a 7, so plus 2 is 9. And your sneak attack, which is an additional 2d6. Oh yes, I'd forgotten all about those. So then I will have another 1 and another 4, so another 5, please. So 9 and then 5. 14 points of damage. Let me just double check. I don't (laughs) think it's going to go well. Oh yeah, this guy had 7 hit points. He's gone. He's his eyes, his <laughs> eyes shoot open as the blade initially goes into his throat, but they and they stay open and he tries to speak, but uh, he's gone. I close his eyes and say, "Shh." <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we move on, can I check what's in the the barrel, the the um the box? 
And he's and he's going to check the box. Oh yeah, we're looting this guy as yeah. well because we are down. Not, we are down five silver, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and one bronze. That is very true. Okay, uh, so Oran, you're as soon as this goblin's dead, you just kind of push the body off this crate and it just slumps to the floor. I do. I do have a crowbar in my uh, backpack as well, so I could use that if that's fair. Do you? Yeah, that would give you advantage on the roll. But this is a very old kind of fragile crate, and I wouldn't. You don't need to roll for it. You wrench it open, and it seems to be uh, like full of grain. I just push my. I put my hand in and just check that it's just all green all the way through. Yeah, you kind of put your hand in, rummage around. That's goblin grain. <laughs> Leave it open so they get rats. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you rummage your hand in them, but that just seems to be grain. Okay. Had to check, guys. I think you were very wise to do so. How, how many health points do you regain by eating raw grain? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, no, if anything, I'll probably take some away. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're going to take the time to mill it and make bread. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it depends how bad it cuts your gums. Okay, uh, you have a dead goblin, you have a, a crate full of grain, you have another passage that continues to lead on and kind of bank slightly to the right. Has, he, has, the, has our goblin, has our erstwhile goblin friend got any anything on him? Has the goblin got anything on him? That's a good question. Let's have a look, see. You start digging into his pockets. Please. And you feel something, you're like, aha! And you pull it out, and it is a dead fish head. <laughs> Stupid goblin. Sheep blood. <laughs> but it, can I can I put the dead fish head in the grain, ruining it and attracting rats? Yeah, sure, you just... Got him. I'll see into the bucket. <laughs> if we don't get out of this, guys, they're going to be still yeah. so inconvenienced already. They're going to have to move. Yeah. One for us, Goblin Zero. <laughs> now, now their grain is ruined. Yeah, they got Chen. Their grain, though. <laughs> can, we, can, can we just can we not bring her up for a little bit, please? It's, I thought you weren't upset. It, you were fine over it. I'm not. I'm like just, uh, just move on. One of those move on, guys. Choose over time. I get Come it. On, guys. Okay, uh, you are now in this kind of lookout area where the Goblin fell asleep on the job, and there seems to be another path that leads on. Let's do it. Yeah, we continue in the in the same order as before, I guess, down the passageway. Yep. All Sounds right. good. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You continue on this passageway, not too long, almost like maybe 15 foot as it slowly banks to the right. This one opens up very wide. Uh, you can see uh, the light is getting a lot brighter in here. They seem to have a tiny little kind of campfire going, only small, just embers. Uh, a couple of torches scattered about the place as well. Uh, as this opens up, uh, you get this kind of waft as you start to bang around the corner of uh, mildewy kind of damp water and stagnant water. And you can hear very slightly just the very telltale, just singular drip every so often as you get closer and closer to the uh, this next chamber. Beyond on the opposite side, as this kind of place opens up to a good 40, 40 foot kind of area, you can see huddled by the little campfire with a couple of embers, there seems to be two little goblins. Their backs to you, they're not paying attention to what's coming down your way. And they both seem to have fishes on sticks and just holding it over the embers, just barely trying to get a little bit of char on it, just to crisp, but they don't want to create too much of a fire down here in the caves. To the uh, left of them, there seems to be a kind of almost cleared out area and kind of almost like swept aside as a bit of damp and water seems to be trickling from the cave walls itself and kind of pooling as this kind of where this kind of dank stagnant water smell is coming from as this almost like basin of poolish greenish water is starting to gather in the corner. Uh, next to the goblin as well you can see on the other side, to the right of this chamber, there seems to be two passageways that split off in two different directions. Who's who's the stealthiest here then? We need two two stealthy people. I reckon Jewel, Jewel's yeah, stealthiest guys. I'm probably the stealthiest of us. Um, if I stab one, does someone want to drown the other one in that pool of water? Because you can't scream when your mouth's full of water. You try. Who's, who's strong enough to drown someone? Oren, how do you feel about drowning? <laughs> Not personally, the act of drowning. I'm okay with it, um, but I'm not very stealthy to get over to them, but I'm, I'm game for giving it a try. And that's either that or who's our, sec- who's our second stealthiest, because you've all got something sharp, right? I'm okay-ish with stealth and okay-ish with strength. There we go. I'm happy to take the back seat for... Uh, Uraprax and Scamos to go and stealth this up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do a little silent fist bump as we start to creep over. <laughs> All right, uh, roll a stealth for me. Oh, fuck it. All right. <laughs> oh, come uh, 13. Just looking at my. I think I should have learned this now. So I rolled a 12, but I get plus 6 to stealth. So, 18. 18. Excellent. Uh, they have not turned their backs. They are still hunkered by this little fire, trying to cook their little fishes on sticks. 
you slowly get a bit closer and a bit closer and manage to get up to them, still not alerting your attention. We signal to each other silently. Yeah. And then attack dually. All right. Uh, let's start with Scamos. I'll take another cheeky assassinate slash yes, throat that, slip. that would be a technically <laughs> an assassinate, yeah. So I get advantage on this, right? Yes, advantage on this roll. So... Glad I got advantage, because my first roll was a 3 before my before my bonus. But then I rolled a 17, so 17 plus 4, 21. That definitely hits. Roll uh, damage as well as your sneak attack, your 2d6. So... The D8 comes out at a 2, and mm-hmm. then my two D6s are a 5, and another 5. So, oh, 12. Yeah. <laughs> I that do goblin, love this. Again, just... I love an assassinate. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, seamless, straight across the neck. Again, its eyes kind of, oh, kind of it's gone. As soon as that's happening, Uruprax, you're also attacking. This goblin does not know you're coming and is surprised, so this will be with an advantage as well. Thank fuck for that. <laughs> uh, first roll was a three. Second, 17. 17, that definitely hits. Roll your damage. Uh, seven. Seven hit points is exactly what it has, just enough. Yes. It goes to take a bite this little fish Aww. and then it just kind of almost like cinematic like it's a close up on the goblin's mouth and he goes like opens and it's just uh, and it, the camera pans out as you just see the head roll off the body I sneak up on the cameraman <laughs> yeah you break the fourth wall and look directly into the camera do you get any health if you eat the fish that he was going to eat yeah I was thinking that as well Cook it, cook it. <laughs> you guys have been playing Skyrim too long. You just eat. My, <laughs> pack, my pockets are full of apples. Eat, eat, eat. <laughs> I don't know if that's how it works here or not. Uh, there will be times where you will be hungry, and uh, when we're venturing in the wild, it goes without saying that you would be living off rations or hunting wild game. Uh, but in terms of healing, it would be physically resting or drinking potions. Quick side note, did any of you guys play the first Fable game on Xbox? Yeah, I did. So, I always remember that game because you come across a lot of pies and they, you, they give you loads of health, so you just keep eating pies like you're doing any video game. But in that game, if you eat pies, you get, like, fat points. <laughs> and then after, like, a few hours, you realise your character is so fucking obese, you can, like, barely walk. And, it, and then you have to spend, like, 20 hours of the rest of the game, like, eating Eat celery. Celery <laughs> to get the way And it, it's impossible, because once you're that fat, you just you can never burn it off. It's just ridiculous. Amazing. <laughs> Brilliant mechanic. Yeah. Okay, back back to the real world. So there yes. are two, two <laughs> passages. There are two passages. So as you can see, this kind of chamber is where you've come up from the bottom. You've got the little campfire where they were cooking and the little kind of pool of stagnant water that seems to be collected in the corner. And then two pathways on the right-hand side of the chamber. That is a nice-looking nice map. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> well, while you guys decide in the direction, I've got to quickly go and see a 
wizard about a potion. I'll be right back. He's going to the corner. He's off back to the potion shop. <laughs> yeah, he's going all the way back to the potion shop. Can we perception check the tunnel entrances? Absolutely, you can. Uh, roll perception for me. You can't tell me what to do. Uh, 14. 14, really good. Uh, which one would you like to look? Would you like to look at the... Uh, Left. Let's, the left one? Yes. It seems to be dead straight, very, very long. Uh, again, torches and a little bit of light emanating from beyond. Uh, and you can see... Seems like there's maybe one maybe two figures it's hard to make out there's definitely something going on up there but more importantly there seems to be very big like stalactites and stalactites seem to be jutting out and erupting in that area hard to make out if there's more than two people or if it's more stalactites and stalactites but there seems to be uh objects beyond but it seems like that is a very long narrow pathway that opens up to a very large area can i can i do the same to the other corridor I'd love that, yeah, go for it. 18. 18, really good. Uh, this one, it's a little bit harder to see down as it slightly banks banks to the right ever so slightly. And it seems like it goes up a little bit. So as you kind of cream your head down to the left to try and see up and to the right as this kind of pathway, you see it seems to be several more crates you kind of make out in that chamber seems to open up to a smallish chamber with several crates and it's you kind of see looks a little bit odd but you kind of see a figure lying like sideways on the ground like it could be asleep but you're pretty sure it's wearing a grass skirt oh it's our pal okay so there's two corridors there's four of us is this time to split up or do we just go for the, the the safer corridor what do you reckon guys i think we go and get our grass skirt guy i think this will just be a little a detour and i i think we will go down the other the leftmost but we oh, should at least go okay. and see this is yeah. Bro- this brock can't remember his name that is right <laughs> it is brock well done <laughs> i keep extensive notes by which i mean a note on my phone. <laughs> okay, so you go down the uh, the right passageway towards what looks like could be Brock. All right, but, you but we do, but we do it sneakily and and quietly. All right, uh, everybody, roll stealth then for me. It's gonna be a goblin in a skirt. <laughs> Guess what happens if it is a goblin in a skirt? You assassinate it. Yeah. Um, rolled a ten. Uh, I should really remembered what it is by now. Uh, and the plus Seven six is so sixteen. Sixteen wow. to Scamos. Uraprex. Seven. Seven. Uh, Twelve. Twelve for me. Twelve, not bad. Finn. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two, two One of us always falling over. <laughs> so you guys uh, start to make your way down. Finn and who is it? The Finn and Uraprax who had the lower ones? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. As you venture into this tunnel that seems to go up and to the right slightly, as it starts to incline and go to the right, it does split again to a second tunnel. And you guys 
forget what you're doing for a split second are like, guys, guys, it splits it. Never mind, kind of thing. Oh. You do the classic loud whisper, like, <laughs> kind of thing. Which is just as loud. <laughs> but you continue. Uh, this chamber opens up. Uh, it's not as big as the one you were just in with the uh, the pool water and the uh, goblins by the campfire. Uh, it seems to be several crates and barrels uh, packed up on the sides. Uh, it seems to the room seems to be split in half as well. As you kind of venture into this room, it seems to jut upwards a good five foot with a ladder. And what is above you, you can't really make out. It's probably more than it's more like eight foot. This kind of split in this. Uh, this chamber as you get in there proper though you see that uh seems like everyone is here amit kenacha maliquis brock and john they are all lying down on the floor they are all beaten within an absolute inch of their lives apart from brock and his grass skirt because the goblins didn't know better everyone seems to be stripped of their weapons and armor and everyone is bound and gagged and handcuffed Half of them have asleep and or passed out. You're not sure at this immediate moment as you come into the cave, but it seems like everybody's here. Okay, and um, you, you know you said there was like a secondary, secondary uh, sort of way, secondary corridor. Yeah. Is that sort of further back now, or is that off this room? Yeah, so you've got uh, this room kind of opens up into a chamber. Uh, it'd be a little bit hard to see, but I've done a huge drawing of the thing here. So you've got this little chamber here, and you can see there's like a solid split. And a ladder yeah. that goes up. Yeah. So you guys are in the kind of bottom of this chamber. It's not huge, and no, well, not as big as the last one. Maybe 30 foot by 40 foot, but it's split in half. So 20 foot of this is all these guys on the floor bound and gagged, and then it juts upwards a good 10 foot with a ladder going up. You're not sure what's on that second side, but the sign cut. Before we rush to try and free these guys, because I I think if we can, they're all beaten to an inch of their lives, if we can maybe get to them and free them, maybe Kenneture has a better chance at healing anyone that's battered, but before we rush to them, shall I go and try and make sure we're not overlooked by creeping up to the other side of the room? Yeah, shall someone take guard behind us while you do that as well, just so nothing sneaks up? I'll take guard behind us. All right. And then I guess whilst that's going on, uh, me and Uraprax maybe head towards the sort of gagged people and passed out people just to get a closer look at them. Just be ready in case, um, just hold back until I've given you a nod in case there's someone waiting to ambush us. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, we'll wait for the sig- maybe the signal then. Okay, Oran, you immediately spin around on the spot, almost like back in the old gladiatorial ring, covering your six, uh, keep an eye on that uh, pathway that you've come from. Scamos, uh, would you like to roll stealth for me? I can indeed. 13 plus 6, so 19. Very plus silently. 6 comes in very handily. Straight up this ladder, very swiftly and very sneakily. As you kind of jut up onto the top part of this ladder, you see uh, it's completely empty, uh, but it seems to centre into a almost like a hole, like a, a big enough to crawl through, but not big enough to walk through. Okay, I will just turn on my... Um, I'll just turn round and give the guys a little nod, but I'll stay where I am, so I've got height in case anyone approaches. 
All right. I'm going to observe while we, um, I'll be listening carefully for noises while you guys work. Okay, Finn, who, who do you go up to? Um, so, just remind me who's there again, please. Uh, apart from Chen, everyone's there. You've got the uh, Warforged, the wooden Iron Man. You have uh, the Cleric, the female Cleric, Klenacha, who uh, gave you an extra five hit points before you. Yeah, went to yeah. Let's 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 go straight. Let's go straight to her then, because she seemed like a bit of a leader, I think, before. So, and also the healing abilities as well, perhaps. Okay. You kind of rush over to her. She's very very difficult to rouse, but she eventually kind of opens her eyes kind of almost with a start realising where she is again and kind of looks up and locks eyes with you and is like obviously gagged but you kind of pull the rag out from her mouth and she's like what took you we were raiding a medicine shop (laughs) (laughs) didn't have any backup kenature from the top (laughs) (laughs) I free the War Mage. War. What's he called? Uh, I mean, the Warforged. Yes, the Warforged. Oh, he, he can wait, surely. If I feel like we <laughs> need He's him. the coolest one, come on. I know, I know he's the coolest one, but. Does that's, he how need we val- that's how we value people. Does he I, need I, I, I kneel behind <laughs> I kneel beside him and say, Orin wants to re challenge you. <laughs> yes. I might, win, I might win this time. <laughs> He, uh... Hmm. Yeah, okay. The, uh, his kind of orange-like eyes are almost, like, non-existent. Very dull. The head just spins, like, nothing else moves. It almost kind of spins 180, almost like an owl. Kind of locks eyes with you, and there's just like a zzzz, as it just ever so slightly, like, shakes its head. <laughs> Aww. That's a win! <laughs> I take that as a win! He's got a huge ass, like, this, like a lot of the wooden parts of him that, that he's made of have been like splintered like there's a good like almost like splinter scar across his uh like sculpted face hang on let me just check that makes him cooler yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the survey's in he's cool <laughs> uh Kenacha goes over uh, is still locked eyes with Finn and she kind of looks at you, Finn, and is like, Where, where's Chen? What's going on? Ah, uh, yes. I say. Uh, uh, Aeroprax. <laughs> Change the subject. Uh, we have her coat. <laughs> <laughs> we just... We just don't have her. Those bastards if killed her. You see what I mean? There was there was an incident. She's not very well. Yeah. Her eyes are bloodshot and red from the attack that's in the kidnapping, but you can tell like she saddens a little bit. It's like it, it's it's fine. It's fine. We didn't we didn't know. We didn't know. Uh, I don't know where the keys are. I'm sure whoever's in charge has got them so if you're still feeling brave enough for it can you kill these fucks for us please now how, you're talking my language Kenacha how many have you how many have you seen and did they what were they sort of carrying when they brought you here 
Well, it was two of the larger ones, the, the bugbears, and they just got the jump on us. We weren't expecting them to get there so quickly, and there was more of them, but I don't know if they're all here yet, all here still. There's something else here, though, something bigger. I haven't seen it. It hasn't come into this chamber yet, but it... I don't know what they're talking because it's some strange goblin language, but there's something much bigger and louder here. Okay. Before we go ahead, is there any chance you could heal me? <laughs> he he right. tripped a few times and he's, he's caused quite a bit of damage to himself. I am quite the clums bot. <laughs> <laughs> you, of all people, Bard, know how our magic works. We must rest before we can channel I didn't kill divine her. energy. <laughs> I don't I think he does know how your magic works. Say, <laughs> I didn't say you did. Just establishing that. <laughs> okay. Just to be clear. So, looks, does that change you, If If I could rest and pray properly, not bound and gagged, I would be able to channel the divines and heal you, but... I'm tapped, for lack of a better I, word. I am quite obviously frustrated at their total lack of help at all stages <laughs> of this journey. So I reply, is there anything you can do? And then realise I've shouted out of turn and withdraw with a pitiful look on my face and say, I'm sorry. It's been I, a very stressful day for everyone. I, 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 I casually mentioned that Eurprex may have drunk one or two potions as well <laughs> that we weren't entirely sure what they were you but should yeah. always read the label has uh, my power worn <laughs> off by the way yes um, the last bit of your power was detecting the uh right the, the goblin climbing a hill a mountain hmm. um before we leave uh, Kenicha, can we ask her, because there's a couple of different uh, tunnels and pathways and turns that we could take. Do you Can you remember how you were dragged up here, where this big thing could be? Should we keep on going up these ladders or should we go back down the way we came? Uh, she kind of juts her head over to where you are. She says, they dragged us in from there. But when they come to check on us, they come from both sides, up there, up, up that ladder and the doorway you're standing in now. Okay. Right, so there's obviously this ominous looking pit that's um, that we're looking over here, and then there's back the way we came. What do you think, guys? Do we want to check on anyone else? Do we know that everyone else is at least alive now? Well, everyone's here, so I think we're good but on is, that. Have, have we roused everyone? Uh, yeah, uh, some people are really hard to come to. Uh, some people are unconscious, uh, but the classic back of the hand against the nose, people are still breathing. Everyone is still okay. So I, th- I think we need to advise them to just sort of lay low, almost pretend you know they're they're asleep or whatever. Whilst we tell we, you know we tell them we're gonna head on, hopefully find these keys that we need rescue them save the day all that yeah, all that we, jazz before we move on, let's give them a quick pep talk and say hey guys now <laughs> rest as best you can if we come back through here there's 
every possibility that things that shit may get pretty real pretty fast. So if we come back here with keys, I want you to be rested, charge as many spells as you can, be ready to move as quickly as you can and as best as you can. Now all pay attention. Because you might to actually this. have to do something soon. Yeah, especially you, John. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> he's he's unconscious. It's fine. <laughs> Jesus. I'm not going to forget this, John. Lock in the place. Anyway, come on. It's not the time for that. Stop dwelling on it. Um. So, <laughs> shall we? Um. Which way do you want to go, guys? Ominous pit or back down the corridor? I think. I think. I mean, I, uh, it's I, it's not an ominous pit. It's uh, the kind of elevated section of this room. Uh, it seems to be nothing but blank, apart from like a singular hole, like a tunnel, like a crawl space. Yeah, crawl space tunnel. Hmm. Crawl space sounds fun, but also more dangerous. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I'm inclined to go with the crawl space as well. But that's pr- presuming that's one per- one per- one person, or is there's not? It's not like a massive crawl space, is it? Uh, very much like last time it would be single file but it would be one at a time and there would be some roles involved I'm willing to go first I'm willing to go first I mean you are a dwarf <laughs> yeah. yeah it's true I'm very much at home under oh I'm a mountain dwarf though I don't know if that means that I'm un- at home underground I don't know no yeah, yeah the mountain dwarves like live in, in the caves in the mountains and make their homes in the mountains themselves yeah, I'm in my element down here, guys. I'm happy. Uh, okay, so shall we shall we crawl for it? Let's do this. Huzzah! Let's do it. All right. Uh, are, you, are you just all around? You're just going for it? Just kind of start splunking and... <laughs> well, I'll have a little look down at first just to see. Mm. And peer, peer down. It seems right. like a very very like army training academy it seems to only be maybe eight foot long and it seems to does open up but it would be a very much hands and knees under the barbed wire or through the tunnel kind of wriggle yeah let's do it let's go for it all right uh this is more of an athletics thing roll an athletics for me uh 18 18. All right, nice. you get down, you start army crawling as you start to squeeze in and start to kind of tuck your elbows in and get nice and tight. Uh, you kind of hear just a little bit of a scrape and a little kind of kind of ching, 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 ching as the kind of soft dirt just bounces off the one of your shoulder pauldrons. But you kind of shimmy and push your way through into the next chamber. Okay. It opens up huge this place is very very big uh, and it seems like you are on an upper level of it seems to be almost like a kind of 30 foot radius and then it drops down again and then opens up to this large area several stalagmites and stalactites seems almost horseshoe shaped as it kind of bends around to the right and you can't see the other kind of three or four walls of this kind of big chasm this big chamber amongst all the stalagmites and stalactites there are uh, another campfire just the small embers of it and a couple of torches kind of willy-nilly just shoved into the kind of dirt of the walls and you see two of these hobgoblins these big burly ones and they seem to be on flanking and talking to a 
third person and a third entity that you haven't seen before. This thing is much bigger than the hobgoblins and is covered in almost like a light brownish fur where the goblins and hobgoblins were like these horrible kind of brownish greenish skin tones. This seems to have a short kind of fuzz all over it. Big kind of chunky underbite of a jaw with little tusks pulling it out. Thin pointed kind of ears. I'd say, what's the best way to describe it? We're going very high fantasy goblin Chewbacca mix thing. Okay. This is what is known as a bugbear. Huge, covered in fur, strong. Seems to be chatting something to the two larger hobgoblins next to it. But it's all in a language that you do not understand. As well as the uh, two hobgoblins and this large bugbear character, there also is a another goblin, a singular goblin, almost like a PA who is taking a step back and is trying not to kind of be in this conversation because he doesn't want to get his head smashed in kind of thing. Okay. Are they? They're down below me, so I'm on a. I'm on an yeah, elevator so platform. You're kind of on the veranda. There seems to be another ladder or uh, that leads down, but yeah. it's not as not as severe as the last one. This is almost like a five foot drop. You could just jump it if you really wanted to. And yeah, and as it goes down, it opens up to this large chamber. And these four individuals, two hobgoblins, bugbear, and PA. Mm-hmm. Are they only creatures that I can see and I've so got far, they are the only advantage? You can see. Yeah, with your vantage, which is very good. Um, this is currently what only you can see. Does it look like there's any places, though, that others could be hiding? Uh, it's This place is quite large and almost like a horseshoe shaped, so there is the potential of them being more round the bend. Okay. Uh, guys, I could whisper or chuck a little pebble through or something. I think you guys should come through, and I have a bit of a... I have some thoughts about this, but you guys need to come through, I think. Yeah, so I think we all, if we're all just getting single file there and maybe follow Oran's approach quietly through this crawl space to meet him on the other side. All right. Uh, you can either kind of muscle your way through this and just army crawl it like Oran, uh, Oran did, or you can stealthily almost like slide and kind of the hands in front of you and pull yourself and slowly drag yourself through it. You know what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> while you decide that and roll, let me just grab the book. Two seconds. I will stealth. Yeah, same, same. So I'm going to roll stealth. All right. Uh, Finn, uh, you, you were the one who said you should probably go through next. Uh, what was your roll? Um, so, 16 uh, on the dice, and then my stealth is zero, but was there an alternative method you mentioned? Uh, I would let you take athletics if you wanted to just kind of army man as fast as you can underneath it. Mm, I'll, I'll go for the stealth, because that's higher, but it's still a plus zero, so yeah, 16 uh, is 16 is good. You are uh, almost very much mission impossible through the uh, air vents not to let off the sound alarm system. You're kind of pulling yourself through this and you get through and you kind of see see the kind of large opening area that uh, uh, Oran has already discovered who's going through next after you Scamos 
I'll head on through. I'll stealth my way through. Okay, what did you roll? I rolled 12 and then plus 6. So. 12 plus 6, excellent. Yep, no worries as well. Straight through. No issues. I'll stealth and I got a 21. 21? By the time all, by, yeah, by the time the other three have gone through, all the loose bits of dirt which may have kind of knocked into you and made a ruckus uh, have gone, and you just whoosh, straight through. Alrighty. You were somehow you... somehow there before I was, Dan. So <laughs> yeah. Was <laughs> what took you? Okay. So I got my good rolls out of the way before we get into combat. okay so here here's what we got you guys are on this kind of upper veranda here and a little ladder that goes down got a large rubble and stalagmites and stalactites large crates the bugbear is over here and it kind of curves round like that can i can i have a quick look at these enemies from a safe distance to see what sort of weapons they're carrying whether they're like ranged bow and arrows or whether they're more like close combat weapons roll a little perception then from where you guys are currently on your little high vantage point not so alert. in total 16 16 it looks like the goblins both have a small blade at their hips as well as a, a bow over their backs the a large chunk okay. a large chunky hobgoblin I believe also has a javelin on its back. Let's have a look. See, right. The large hobgoblins are wielding the same as the goblins: a dagger, a, a blade at their sides, and a bow on their back. But obviously, much bigger, bigger and chunkier, as they are bigger and chunkier. The bugbear itself, uh, you can see, he uh, has strange armor just on parts of him. A large mace like Morning Star. A huge bat like with just gnarly, jagged bits of iron just jutting out of it. He, oh, also, yeah. he also passes Scamos's cool test. Mm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Survey's in. Survey's in. He's cool. <laughs> so, guys, I've got a bit of an idea, I think, about what we have to decide. I'm assuming that we're not going to talk to these guys, right? We're, are no. we just going to fight them? Yeah, and I'm assuming that this is all hushed tones as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, we, yeah, whisper. Okay. <laughs> we whisper. We um, whisper. I was thinking, because there's a lot of... Uh, stal- I can't remember which one, stalagmites and stalactites, but if we could... I've got, since I leveled up, I've now got magic missile which I'm excited about. And I was thinking if I could magic missile the ceiling above them where they're talking, then maybe I could knock loose some heavy rocks and like stabby stalagmites or stalactites, whatever the downward ones are, and bring them down on top of them. Before we actually even reveal ourselves and attempt any combat. Exactly. And then really hit them hard. Because that's going to hurt. Really hit them hard, and then I think... When, once we've hit them, then we'll then we'll focus our attention on the on the big boy, try and break their spirits by killing their boss. Yes. I've also got a few uh, ranged attacks as well. 
This is just like a thought. I like the idea. I like the idea. How do we guarantee we're not going to hurt ourselves? Oh, yeah. Don't want to bring down the whole cabin. Yeah. It's a risk I'm willing to take. You <laughs> <laughs> always flee into the tunnels and just get our heads off of his asses. Uh, yeah, could, exactly. Could I uh, check first um, the ceiling, the, the cave roof up directly above the, the congregation? Is it jagged rocks is it stalagmites or tights i can't remember which one's which what, what's above them down? uh i believe it's tights because they have to hold on tightly <laughs> i might be wrong but yeah uh, roll a perception for me uh google as you're kind of looking tights coming down is the quarantine fever yeah. talking then <laughs> <laughs> these are these are good uh like 50 60 foot away from you this is a large cabin guys I don't want to alarm anyone. I just rolled a natural 20. Oh, oh yes. Seen nice. the shit out of those. Uh, I, what's the, is it perception? Uh, perception, yeah. So 21. Oh, well, with that natural 20, yeah, it's... You kind of look about. There Again, this is man-made. People have dug and carved these cabin walls out. And um, broken into, like, underground chambers through it. So this area seems to be a underground chasm which they have dug into. So the walls and rocks are, and the walls themselves are a lot stronger. Uh, so the, as you kind of look, the idea of it all collapsing and all crumbling on top of you is not likely. So the stalactites could come down. And as you kind of look up, there is there is quite a nice chunky one right above this larger bugbear creature. Okay, One so. question, just before we do dive in. If we do cover him in rock, are we going to be able to reclaim the keys if he does have them? Um, once everyone's dead, they could walk out in chains if they needed to. There's a blacksmith we passed on the way. What I'm saying is, if what if we bury them? I guess now you're right, I'm with you. <laughs> something, yeah. tells me, something tells me we're not going to get this guy in one, in one go. I think he's going to be very strong. <laughs> Come I don't on. think I'd be a very good dungeon master if you did. <laughs> I, I have visions of you rolling like a one. This thing coming down, he, he just catches it as like a boulder <laughs> and just throws it towards us. <laughs> Do not give Lewis any ideas. <laughs> I <know. laughs> but I like I like the plan. Um, I can but, sort of, if if you are going to do that, I can sort of stand on standby with some of my spells. Get ready for some well. firebolts. He's all furry, didn't you mention? Light that fucker up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to. I've been thinking about bringing down like a roof section since you mentioned there were supports earlier on. So this seems like the perfect opportunity to do it. But yeah, we should um, before we go ahead and do it, we should talk about like how we're gonna follow up on that. Like, I don't know if there's yeah. a way for us to. I think so. Yeah. So we're all we're all whispering. We're talking in normal voices for the sake of audio quality here. But um, but um, yeah, as we whisper our plan, I think we bring the we go with um, with your plan. Bring the roof down, and then if I can, then because I get an, I I can try my assassination powers, which gives me um, lets me do some more damage. Um, so if I can use that before we enter combat proper. Then I will open with that, and then I think, as we whisper, we focus our attentions. Unless there's any imminent danger or someone we can stop getting to us, we focus our attentions on the big boy and get him out of the picture first. Then we'll mop up. Okay. 
All right. So I'd say before we properly enter combat, with you guys planning for this kind of sneak attack, I'd let everyone do like one thing. Yep. So like Oran wants to attack the stalactites. Uh, Finn probably has a spell ready that he'd like to throw. Scamos is probably going to start charging and breaching the gap and getting as close as he can so we can start assassinating. And then obviously Oraprax, you can have a think about what you'd like to do. But it's, it will all we'll do it one at a time. But this all this magic all happens at once. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Sounds good. And um, Oraprax, do you have any sort of ranged attacks? I have a couple. Yeah. So if we all sort of stay up on this upper level um, and use our ranged attacks, because then if they had to get to us, they would presumably have to climb this ladder. Yeah, certainly if we get in range of that morning star. And um, we've seen the type of damage a fall can give you today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, w- one of them does have a javelin, but that's the yeah. Other. This is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna there's gonna be some there's gonna be some comeback on this, guys. I think so. We're gonna be ready, but I agree. Right now, let's keep our distance, and we'll get the first. We'll get at least our first round in from distance, and try and keep that range for as long as we can. Because yeah, right now we have we right now we have the high ground, and if um, Obi Wan taught us anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Oran Hammerhand, you're up first on this ma- amazing surprise round. Okay. So what would you like to do? I, I want to focus on this big stalactite mm-hmm. uh, with my magic missile. All right. So, I'll, so I get to fire three glowing darts, magical force. I guess I'll do all... Because I don't know how strong structurally this is so i'm just going to put all three into it all right um, and yeah that's that's it i guess okay. that's the plan so you've not you've never seen him do this before but oran kind of puts his hammer out almost like thor style and almost does like a semicircle rainbow kind of arching motion and as he does on the top of his hammer just like bloop, 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 these three like globules of energy just appear as like a kind of arc above him he kind of juts the hammer forward ever so slightly, and they all just three just go straight towards this stalactite. That's okay. Roll those damages. So that'll be 3d4, and then plus three to that overall total of those 3d4. Okay, so 3d4 is this this little guy, right? That's the bugger, yeah. Roll him three times, and then plus three to the overall total. Okay, two is the first one. Two. Uh-huh. One. And four. So uh, seven. And did you say plus three? I did. Ten. Ten. All three of these spiral into each other and into the stalactite. It cracks and goes full straight down. This big bugbear looks up just in the nick of time. It's like... And it comes (laughs) slamming down (laughs) on top of him. Oof. He takes damage. How much? I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and he comes. He kind of dives and comes and tumbles onto the floor as this stalactite just pierces the ground and then topples to the side and crumbles. Uh, they haven't realised what's happening because it's all happening at once. Uh, let's go round to Finn. What are you up to? So. I would like to 
use one of my new spells. Alright, go for it. Which is the Scorching Ray. Yes. So, I'm I'm looking at this, and the way the Scorching Ray works from what I've read is that it can fire three separate rays of fire. Yes, it can. And I can either choose one enemy, or I can choose multiple, I'm guessing even three. So... Do we think I should just aim all three at the big guy, or do you think I should maybe spread the fire out a bit? <laughs> maybe go. For uh, this is a like split second. You're all attacking at once, so you got to do this on, you've got to do this on your own. I've, I've previously thought about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the way I was thinking was I was going to maybe aim the three at three different enemies: one at the big guy, two at the uh, smaller ones near him, ho- hoping that they all just sort of get covered in fire. Um, so that's my plan of action. All right. You kind of spin your hand round, and a kind of single plume of flame erupts from one of your palms. And almost like water balloons, you're just kind of, with your other hand, scooping into this fire and pulling out a hunk of it and chucking it and then scooping it again and pulling out another hunk of this kind of fire-like energy. And then finally, like, scooping in the final bit and throwing that third one. Let's do them one at a time. So the first one, going straight for the bugbear in the middle? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so you're going to roll to see if that hits. Spell attack roll. 15. 15 for the bugbear. As it collides with him, as he's diving, it just skims his shoulder. <sighs> right. As this stalagmite's crashing, and it just erupts into the stalagmite, and just shattering pieces of rubble even more. The second one, you scoop again, like, into the palm of your hand. <laughs> Come on, Carl. I mean, one. a one. Ugh. Again, you <laughs> you huck it. You didn't take for account that the static type would blast him, like, to the left slightly. So as you're hucking there, just where he was, you got to shoot where he's going to be, not where he is. Oh, that's like the last space invader. Third one, third one, you huck it. Definitely. Eight, 18. That one hits. Yay. I think that is 2d6 damage. I know what a d6 is. That's one of the normal ones. That's the bugger, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Four. And a five. So nine if it's 2d6. Wow. Excellent. And then roll a 20-sided dice for me, buddy. Just roll it straight up. 11. 11, okay. You feel like the wild magic of energy kind of build inside you, but you're like, ooh, that was weird. Kind of thing. Like, this, is, this, is, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Uruprax, what are you up to? I'd like to use Phantasmic Force on the bugbear and have it imagine and picture some horrible stuff happening to it. Um, so what I would like to do, do I explain first and then roll? or uh, Let's... Let me roll to see if it successfully uh, okay. enters his mind. I believe it's a wisdom saving throw I've got to make. Yes. I'll double check that for you super quick. Phantasmic Force. Intelligence. Intelligence, thank you. Ooh, okay. Uh, what have I got to beat? I don't know. <laughs> okay, uh, so it would be 10 plus your charisma. My charisma. <laughs> not my charisma. Uh, 
plus three. Okay, 13 to beat. Okay, so I rolled a three. <laughs> Minus one for his intelligence. He's not the brightest bulb. All right. Strange, weird visions as this giant stalagmite crashes into him and motes of fire erupt and scorch him. Strange images and visionary enters his mind. What does he see, Iraprax? So the bugbear envisions the stalactite collapsing into him and as it collides with the floor, bursts into this shroud of thick, inky smoke, which disperses and becomes a fleet of vampiric bats with fangs that are as long as his claws that are just flooding over his vision and just relentlessly just coming for his face and just trying to trying to just eat his flesh. Okay. Well, you better make sure that you kill this bugbear because if you don't, he's going to come back with a cowl and a cape and... You know. <laughs> he, he was just leaving the opera. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, you didn't hear it, but they were discussing opera. <laughs> What about his pearls? What about his pearls? <laughs> yeah. Oh, please have pearls on him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're going to loot him. You're going to have pearls. Oh, and there he shouts Martha. He's like, why did you say that name? And we let him go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On his... Okay, let me just make a note of that because he's going to take psychic damage from that on his gun. Uh, Scamos, you're the last one to kind of dive into action. What are you doing? Right, so I'm gonna take a shot at him with my with my short bow, so I can stay at that distance. Um, obviously, this is a sneak attack, so I'll get an advantage on that. Yes, you will. And then, uh, yeah, see if I can put one right between his eyes. Sneaky boy. Oh, we're in his eye. That's fine. Okay, roll that attack for me then, buddy. That is a 14 plus 4, so 18. That hits. Roll that damage. Um, so the standard is 1d6 plus 2. Mm-hmm. So that's 2d6. So I rolled a 4 plus so a 6 in my first one. Uh-huh. And then a 6, natural 6. And then a 1. So 13. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so from this weird cave veranda, you guys hurl magical energy that erupts and creates this stalactite to crush this bugbear as it dives out of the way and gets impacted by this huge stalactite. Three motes of fire come <laughs> blasting towards it, and one of them hits him square in the back of the head and starts to incinerate the back of his ears and burn him up. At that point, everything erupts into bats. <laughs> He's about to call for his hobgoblins to help when an arrow just goes in one ear and out the fucking other. <laughs> and these two hobgoblins as they kind of, the dust settles and they're like coughing because the stalactite's gone everywhere, they're like, oh, boss, boss, where are you, boss? (laughs) (laughs) 
Everybody roll initiative. Now we're going into combat. <laughs> <laughs> Seventeen for me. Sixteen. Oh, hang on. Uh, Do we add anything to it? Uh, yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. Initiative up by your. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Oh. Sixteen plus two, so eighteen. Oh, uh, mine's yes. plus zero, so yeah, mine's seventeen. Fifteen. Fifteen here as well. Oh, all, all good rolls. Sometimes I get a good roll. I still last. Aura. <laughs> Nineteen for you, Scamus, was it? Uh, eighteen. Eighteen. Nineteen for Urufrax, right? Uh, 15. 15. And Finn, sorry, what was yours? 17, sorry. 15. Alright. Yeah, okay. Very good rolls, everybody. However, the hobgoblins go first. What? They kind of see the chaos and they're like, Boss, boss, where are you? They look up and they see you, you little shit! And they get their longbows out and they start firing. The first one, let's see. He's gonna go for. God. He's gonna go for Scamos, because there's clearly an arrow. Everything else seems to be magic on fire and not sure where it's coming from, but there's definitely an arrow, and Scamos <laughs> is the only one with a bow in his hand. So the first Hobgoblin is gonna take a shot at you, Scamos. Uh, but only rolls a 10. This arrow flies past you guys and just collides into the wall behind you and splits in two. The second hog goblin, also frustrated, will take another shot trying to get Scamos. Jesus, rolled a five, so that's not going to hit either. These two arrows just shoom, shoom, past your shoulders. <laughs> we should have shouted, It's no use, I have the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> but it is your go now, Scamos, so what would you like to do? Right, let's try and break these guys mentally, having killed their boss. Um, um, I will apply for my my speaky action. I will shout with the magic of Thalmaturgy to make myself extra spooky. Kneel or die? Bitches? Yes, bitches, please. Kneel or die? Bitches. Alright, uh, roll intimidation then. Twelve plus um, is that is it intimidation on its own? Oh, plus five. Um, I made myself a spooky boy. <laughs> <laughs> so seventeen. Excellent. Like like Gandalf, the whole room ever so slightly darkens, and it almost looks like Scamos gets a little bit taller, uh, taller as he's like kneel or die, bitches. <laughs> in a huge booming voice. <laughs> Very <laughs> Ian McKellen. Yeah. <laughs> Die, bitches! <laughs> the hobgoblins take a little bit of a step back. Oh, now I start rolling well. But as they take a little bit of a step back, they kind of shrug it off and ready their bows again. Alright, so in that case, for my action, one of them is, um... One of them is getting a, uh... One of them's getting an arrow, then. As they have not kneeled, um... Time to get arrowed. Alright, loose that arrow, then, buddy. Right. Uh, Ooh. 18 plus 4. So. Oh, yeah, that's definitely going to hit. <laughs> and then I get d6 plus 2. So. Oh, I've locked my phone, that's handy. So, roll to 4, 6. 6 points of damage. Mm-hmm. 
Lovely. Okay. And then for my final, my my cunning action, I'm just going to try and space ourselves out a little bit. So I'm just going to dash to the side so we're not all bunched up anymore. Okay. I'll stay on the high ground. I will just um, make sure we're safe from area of area of effect type situations. Okay. As uh, Scamos lets out this booming voice trying to intimidate them, this uh, little goblin uh, peeps his head, like, sees what's going on, is in a panic, but sees that the two hobgoblins are fighting, so he should probably fight too. And he uh, pulls back his little short bow and starts firing as well. This one is going to go over to Auran. Oh, I'm next. Uh, No, you're getting attacked, buddy. Uh, 18, is 18 here? 18 is my armor class. Ah, okay, so it meets it beats. You are going to take 5 points of damage as this little arrow, this little goblin arrow, goes right between the shoulder and the chest plate. Should have gone for the littlest guy first. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) just how the rolls are. This is the real boss. (laughs) Finn, Finn Ironleaf, you're up. I think I think I'm gonna go for the scorching ray again, <laughs> even though it was such a disaster last time. Now that now that I've used it, I feel a bit more confident. Yeah, okay. in, in using it again. And I'm, I'm gonna fire all three fireballs at the three enemies that are right in front of us right now. For one, one for each, yeah. One for each. That's right. All right. Uh, let's go for one of the hobgoblins first. Then roll for that attack. 19. Oh, yeah, that hits. Let's do that damage. Uh, so, damage is... What was it? Two, 2d6, I believe. 2d6, yeah. First one's a 2. Second one's a 4, so 6 in total. <laughs> Jesus, that one goes down! Yes. So the one that um, uh, I believe Scamos took a shot at yep. gets a huge fireball just right in the chest and just pushes it back and topples backwards 10 foot, slamming against the wall of this cave. The second mote of fire where goes to the second hobgoblin, roll that. So is that is that we're rolling the 20 again on this one? Yeah, we're rolling yep. the CFA. Okay. <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, that one misses. <laughs> and then the third and final to the little goblin. 15. Yep, that meets it beats. Okay. Okay, so five on the first roll, six on the second roll, so eleven. That little goblin is engulfed in flame. (laughs) It lets out a painful screech and starts just flailing about, running in circles almost, and then eventually stops running and just collapses in a little smouldering pile. Nice. Uh, roll a d20 for me, buddy. 18. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay. Okay. My face, is, my face isn't on fire or anything, then. That's that's good. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, uh, Uruprax, I think you've uh, gone muted, buddy. 
Just remind me how many we've got remaining. Uh, there is one hobgoblin and one goblin left. Oh, there's two, there's two then. There were two hobgoblins, yeah. Ah. I, thought, I didn't count the second goblin. No, I didn't. I... Ah, why not? I would like to use shatter. Okay. A sudden loud ringing noise, painfully intense, erupts from a point of my choice within range. Each creature in a 10 foot radius centered on that point must make a constitution shaving roll, and then I do a shitload of damage. So I'd like to make a shatter noise appear next to the eardrum of the goblin that's farthest from us. Okay, so the little goblin or the hobgoblin, the one hobgoblin remaining? Which one's the furthest away? I'd say the little goblin is furthest away. The little goblin? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Wait, the little goblin's dead, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I apologise. There's only one hog goblin left then. Burned I up, will yeah. use shatter by that goblin. <laughs> so okay. So people are people are doing all these weird new hand gestures and uh, Oran Hammerhands casting magical energy from his weapon and and <laughs> Finn's shooting fireballs willy nilly. And you kind of turn, Urapraxx kind of turns to the rest of the guys like, check this out. Just kind of <laughs> wrenches his hands back as far as they go and almost like butterfly slams them together in front of himself. And there's this huge erupting, ear-piercing thunderclap just comes from inside the cave and just rubble and bits of dirt just start to fall on you guys. There's this huge eruption of sound. Uh, they make a constitution saving throw, right? Yes. And it was 13 to beat? Uh, no, that was intelligence. Uh, the, the roll to beat it is always, uh, you 10 plus your, oh, sorry. Uh, for the moment it would be 13 for you. It will go up, but for the moment it's 13. Okay. Okay. So, plus one, so I rolled a 10. (laughs) Uh, they're going to take 3d8 thunder damage, I believe, isn't it? Yes. Okay, 3D8. roll that. 3d8. <laughs> 6, 12, uh, 19. Okay, how do you want to do this? Because uh, <laughs> this, is, this is it. Do thunderous clouds actually appear, or is it just literally thunderous? It, is, it is a noise. It is like a sound detonation. So sound erupts in such a powerful burst next to his ear that sparks of electricity almost look like they appear next to him. Mm. His head is shoved sideways from the force of it as he is bound hard at the wall where he smashes his skull and then just slips onto the floor. And this ear piercing, you guys, some of you even like cover your ear. There's this horrible ringing in your ear erupts and you get that kind of petrichorn smell of rain kind of just hit you guys instantly from this huge, like, detonation. I say, is everyone okay? (laughs) Everyone now sounds like the teacher from uh, Charlie Brown, so we're like... (laughs) 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 We have to get the king. (laughs) <laughs> Translate subtitles. Shall we loot the corpses? <laughs> Alrighty. 
So, uh, as the kind of silence returns and the ringing, <laughs> the ringing stops, you guys, one by one, slide down this little ladder onto the lower floor and kind of walk over to this chunk of stalactite and start, yeah, you start picking the bodies. Yeah, definitely. Loves a bit of looting. I'm keeping the record of what we've looted so far from this adventure, guys. I'll get my note up. I, I'd like to take a cross with the longbow, if I can. I don't have a ranged weapon. <laughs> Not that that matters. <laughs> You've got the thunder clap. <laughs> hey, where yeah. I come from, we just call it the clap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, one second, Urifrax. As tempting as it might be, you you know that you yourself don't know how to you wouldn't know how to use the longbow. Okay. If that makes sense. Your your bard is not proficient in uh, using that. There are ways of going about that you can become proficient in it, so you're more than welcome to take it and learn how to use it in time. But for the moment, you're like, oh, I mean, I know how a bow and arrow works, but. I, I wouldn't know the first thing of actually shooting it properly, kind of thing. Pluck it like a harp. <laughs> yeah. <Punching> harp. <laughs> okay, so you guys are starting to dig through this uh, this bugbear and these hobgoblins. Oh, as we're looting him, I whisper to the bugbear, "This is for um, this is for Benson," and I spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that you do. I also mentioned that didn't the previous villagers that they just they just didn't give a shit about this Brenton guy in the end when we asked <laughs> when we asked them about it. No, um, it depends. His name may have been Jensen. <laughs> yeah, that's this is for that guy we made. Brenton. Brenton. All right. So we all say a different name and spit on the guy. Jensen. <laughs> Benson. Boris. Jackson. Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has my iPad crapped out on me? It might have done. We'll eyeball it. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Okay, you guys start to uh, rummage through the uh, bugbear. He does have a set of chunky, rusted keys on him. Nice. Uh, he also has a crowbar. He himself has a rotten fish head. I believe. Let's have a look. See, who was looting him? I went over. I'd love a crowbar. Uh, roll a twelve-sided dice for me, buddy. Oh, a twelve-sided one? Is oh, this yeah. a twelve-sided one? It might be a 12-sided one. It has an 11 Doesn't on it, it so... Another 12 on it. <laughs> I haven't rolled a 12. I've rolled an 11, but it's not a 20-sided dice, so I can only assume. Is there something between 12 and 20? No. In that case, this is the 12-sided dice. 11. <laughs> 11. You start to rummage through this uh, hobgoblin's... Uh, sorry, bugbear's armour, and you find five gems. Ooh! It's too real. Not 100% sure how much these are worth. However, even in this dark and dank cave, they do have a nice shine to them. 
probably worth almost as much as the uh, five silver we gave for the, for the potion. <laughs> Are you fucking with me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you five silver for those gems if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll give uh, it. These, these, these could. These could be these could be infinity stones. We're going to keep hold of them for a while. <laughs> okay, Scamos is looting the bugbear. Is anyone else doing anything? Uh, I'll, I'll loot the uh, the smaller the, the smallest of the of the bunch. Oh, the PA, the PA guy. Yeah. Uh, nothing on him, but a silver, uh, a single silver piece. I oh. grab the silver piece excitedly and enthusiastically and hold it up. And then put it in my pocket. I'll, I'll add it to our loot list that we've yeah, looted. I'll write it down. One silver piece. I'll loot a hobgoblin. Okay. Uh, roll a tall-sided dice for me, buddy. Five. Five. Interesting. Uh, doesn't seem to have anything on him much until you get to like one of the back pockets where your hand reaches uh, like a dry paper-like material and as you pull it out it seems to be the top half of a wanted poster however it is old and tattered and half of it's missing however this uh, whoever this person is wanted you can tell, kind of make out the telltale signs of potential like elf ears, as you've literally just got the the, uh, the forehead of this guy. Is it the ears? Uh, from what you can see, you can see just the tips of ears and just a long, tuft, kind of almost like a liony kind of mane. Okay. Uh, but from what you remember, the oaks were quite well kept and had quite like tamed hair. This seems to be. I mean, again, you, you've only got the forehead, and you've only got like the, the tips of elf-like ears, but it looks like a wanted poster for like a elven wild mountain man, from what you can make out. I think I think there's one body that hasn't been looted yet. So, if there is, if I'm remembering the number of enemies correctly, I'll loot him just now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll the twelve-sided dice for me. Six. Uh, for some reason, uh, this hobgoblin has a book. Oh, it's nice. It's very old and very, very weathered and blood-stained to the point where some of the pages are sticking together. And as you kind of scrub and kind of brush all the crust and crud off the front of it, it's uh, it says, A Brief History of Dwarven Doors and Hinges. <laughs> Excellent. and you kind of open it and some of the pages tear as they're so stuck together and stuck to the actual backs of the book uh, be quite an interesting read but it just seems to go into detail the intricacies of dwarven forging when it comes to door handles and hinges I'll, t- I'll take that thank you <laughs> <All right. laughs> huzzah <laughs> okay, should we go back and free our comrades who did nothing, who aren't really comrades? Or should we? I think what we should do is we go back to that chamber, make it look as though we're going to unlock them, then go, ah, no, 
go to leave as if we're going to leave and just make them stew on a little bit because they did nothing to help and all they caused was problems. So I tell you what, what we'll do is we'll take these keys back to the pub and if anything goes south, we'll have locked it down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go give it to Hendrix. <laughs> give the keys to Hendrix and tell them yeah. where the people are. But should we go back via the... Because it sounds like maybe there's like a circuit that we can go around because remember there was one uh, tunnel that we didn't go down. Should we go back the way I, we came, or should we? I, I think we should just do a real casual walk. What you've just described, walk back through the corridor and back into the chamber with with them, rather than crawling through the. Uh, yeah, the let's let's go that way, for sure. Okay, as you kind of finish up here and start to, and like I said, this is quite a horseshoe shape like uh, structure, this chamber, and as you kind of bank round. Uh, it does narrow down into a passageway, which seems to connect that smaller area with the little campfire in the basin. But as you kind of bang around this corner, tucked to the left-hand wall, is a chest chest. Oh! Oh, 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 oh. <gasps> I run to the treasure chest and open it. It's locked. Ah! <sighs> but we've got the keys though, right? We have keys. We yeah, try. We try, we try our keys. I've got the keys here. Let me... Um... We try like every care, key. Like a caretaker, I come over like this one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, with a little bit of trial and error, the chest unlocks. Yes. As you lift it up, you are delighted to see a large smattering of golden coins, as well as a couple of silver and bronze coins, a couple of gems and gemstones. I should buy uh, one single potion. <laughs> as well has three potions. All three of them seem to be just like the second one that Irofrax found. Simple, a red liquid. Oh, hold on, guys. Okay, should we keep these for a bit? Well, whenever you find (laughs) potions in a dungeon, it means there's something coming up ahead. (laughs) Maybe we should go back the way we came. (laughs) Sorry, just yeah. run through what we had in the thing then. So we have three potions. What was what else was there in terms of uh, monies? Uh, it would take a little bit of while counting, but it looks like, for lack of a better word, roughly 120 gold pieces. Damn, Daniel. 20. Oh, so this, many potions with that. Is this stuff even carryable? Uh, as you start to kind of dig through and start putting it in your pockets your hand hits cloth thin. Hmm. More clothes, oh. come on. <laughs> okay. Is this like, is this like pullable? Like perhaps a bag that's been thrown into the chest? Yeah, you get a, you get a grip on it and pull it out and it is a backpack. Ah. Nice. Convenient. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to sling that onto my back. We'll, we'll divvy this up later, guys. Deal. Um, Eurofrax can't be trusted with potions. I'll I'll keep those in my Low blow, man. <laughs> uh, Finn, as you sling this onto your back, you get a slight buzz. It almost this backpack almost seems to have a slight resonance to it, and it's you can almost feel like a coldness on your back. Oh, ev- potential evil backpack here guys um it's just a cold coins yeah okay <laughs> it's if, wet. 
<laughs> to be honest, it's not as bad as I imagined when when we said we felt a slight buzz. It's like it's full of bees. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> just throw it into the next horde of enemies. Uh, Finn, do a uh, Arcana check for me. With I've, I've picked up a cursed backpack. Haven't I? Right. Arcana, right? Let's have a look. Okay. Uh, 10 plus 3, 13. 13. You kind of put it on your back, and as you kind of adjust it, and it's like, oh, it actually fits quite nicely, you kind of feel that weird kind of thrum coming from it, that weird, like, vibration resonance. You're like, okay, that's weird. Kind of sling it back off, and you open it up. And as you open it up and look inside, it is, like, void, like pitch, pitch black. And you kind of look into this backpack, and it's almost bottomless. Like it's it's completely a void of light. You can't see the bottom of this backpack. You're like, no, that, that can't be right, kind of thing. And you slowly put your hand in, and as you put your hand in, it's slightly cold to the touch. But you Mary Poppins all the way up to your shoulder with this backpack. And as you kind of really reach in and like almost putting half your shoulder in and almost half your head, you're like, Jesus, this backpack goes on forever. You feel something cold and glass at the bottom of it. What do you do? I carefully pull out the glass object for a closer look. You slowly pull out a very, again, this is crazy for you three to see. It's almost Mary Poppins. The hand is going all the way in, like pulling a rabbit out of a hat. He pulls out a single potion. I'll drink it. I won't. (laughs) No! No! (laughs) Is it the same as the other potions we've seen? or? Uh, This potion seems to have a kind of orangey gold hue to it. And unlike the other potions, which have a nice kind of slosh, you, uh, Finn kind of looks at this one and turns it in his hand and the stuff inside is thick and syrupy and viscous you kind of t- almost like honey like you tilt it and it takes a while to kind of follow the curvature of the, uh, the bottle itself okay I think this is some sort of magical bottomless backpack or something so I'm going to get really excited right now instantly ditch my old backpack and put all my possessions into this fancy shiny new yeah. magic backpack they just want to you um once you start doing that you get to you realize that this backpack also has two little side pockets on each side and uh, you just you're taking stuff out of your backpack and you just boom, and they're just <laughs> disappearing into the void love boom. it love boom. it boom. you have a hammer space bag how good yeah. And, and later, if we're fighting any more enemies, if you can sneak up on them, you can just put them in your bag. And they're no longer <laughs> yeah, a threat. Yeah. And it Every, almost, it's almost quite humorous. It gets to the point where you can almost, like, Scrooge McDuck just scooping the gold yeah. out of this chest and into this backpack, just literally shoveling. This you is great. carry us all if we get tired. Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> loving this, loving this find. All right. Just for you to know exactly what it is, you are now in possession of a handy haversack. 
It doesn't sound like a very grand name for what it was. A handy haversack. <laughs> handy haversack. It's like a, yeah. it's like a. I imagine it's like a brand name, like Hoover or Jet Ski. <laughs> <laughs> What's a Hoover? Um, it's a type of dragon. Oh yeah. yeah and okay. dam. <laughs> <laughs> no questions on what a jet ski is. <laughs> oh, I thought you just you know made some weird guttural noises. You were talking. With a little bit of a tinkering and Scrooge McDucking with the coins, you get to realizing that this central pocket is about a eight foot, an eight foot cube of space, which seems to, for what you can tell so far, seems to just carry that amount of weight. It seems to be a bigger on the inside interdimensional pocket within this backpack of this uh, eight cubic feet of space. The two smaller little pouches on the side of the backpack don't carry as much. You can start Scrooge McDuckin' and throwing coins into that, but it do, they do eventually start to overflow. But it seems like you've got two pockets which hold quite a bit, and then a central pocket which holds quite a lot. Cool, cool, cool. Should we go rescue some people? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Who's holding the keys? You, Scamos. I got the keys, yeah. You continue out of this chamber and into the pathway. As you can see, it kind of continues onto the uh, little campsite area with the pool of water. And luck, lo and behold, there is a branching path to the left, which connects back round to the chamber that uh, Uruprax noticed and shouted out about, and Finn noticed and shouted out about previously. And you can make a big semicircle, big full loop round back to the original chamber where all the captives are. Oh yeah. Guys, we come bearing gifts. Oh yeah, we go up towards where they are locked up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Again, a little bit of trial and error finding the right key for the right locks, but slowly and surely you manage to unlock everybody. Takes a little bit of persuading convincing but you managed to rouse everyone a lot of them uh, some of them are a lot a lot worse off and very much on the cusps would probably have to be supported and semi-carried and at least definitely helped up the ladder yeah i mean what do you reckon guys let's let's just get out of here shall we should we should we head back as long we go are we are we leaving this place as it is Little goblin hidey hole. Um, yeah. See the the her- the syrupy uh, honey like potion. Did we ever find out what that was? I think Does I think we should look at look that up later, should we? Sure. Yeah, but let's look at it when we're out in the open. As we walk back to the exit, though, I um, I just. I engineer the walks. Obviously, we're all in procession now with these uh, injured parties coming out. I make sure I'm walking next to Oren for a second, and I'm like, "Hey, Oren, when we're almost at the exit, you know, just as we're leaving, you know, before we, it's probably polite for us to kind of shut the door behind us, right? So when we're <laughs> when we've got safe line of sight to the exit, how do you feel about another little cave in? Or what about that tinder box you're so fond of? Yeah, yeah." Um, I mean, we can leave this real estate for other goblins to come into if you like, but we want to secure this. Uh, we want to secure the town for future people as well, right? 
I've been eyeing up these supports and struts the whole way, <laughs> so I'm very happy to take these down when we when when everyone runs out safely. When we're right by the door, maybe we'll take one end of the scarf and then we'll yank you out while you're holding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it gets a little bit awkward as uh, some of these pathways are quite narrow, especially the uh, first place you came with the ladder and getting helping. Uh, some of these uh, injured people up is a little bit of a ball ache and there's a little bit of a tight squeeze but eventually one by one you get them all up and the last one to come up is Oran he takes a look at one of the support beams he takes a look at the other being a dwarf and living in the mountains he knows exactly what to do he raises his big chunky war hammer just slams it against one of these planks of wood which instantly buckles and splinters and the whole thing starts to domino effect and crash behind him as he is the last one to scurry up into the ladder, back into the abandoned house. Hooray! Awesome. And I think that's a good place to leave it there. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at WilcoxAuthor or visit DanielWilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit TheOtherStories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.